All right, y'all, it's spring, and you know what that means. It's time to start planning our summer festival traveling. Yep, it's time to get into my Airbnb bag cross-country, a.k.a. uh, time to visit my homes all across the country. And you know what I never think about? Why not list my own spot on Airbnb and host some folks at my house? I mean, my house is cute. Yes, let's make money while we're spending money. Just trying to help you out, man, because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Questlove Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio. This classic episode was produced by the team at Pandora. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to QLS Classic, episode 19 with Q-Tip, June 2017. One of the most loved creatives in hip-hop, uh, Q-Tip and his group of Trap Hall Quest schools us on being different and following our inner light. And also, you know, before it all gets too serious, the importance of a really crazy dance break. Yo, this is one of our favorite episodes. QLS Classic with Q-Tip. Suprema, su, su, Suprema roll call. 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 Yeah. Suprema, su, su, Suprema roll call. Yeah. Yeah. What's love going to ramble? Yeah. What's love going to gamble? Yeah. yeah. Q-tip not leaving here. Yeah. yeah. He tells me that crookly simp. Roll call. Suprema, su, su, Suprema roll call. Suprema, Suprema is Fonte. Yeah. This is the squad. Yeah. Phone is ringing. Yeah. Oh my God. Suprema roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. My name is Sugar. Yeah. Sugar Steve. Yeah. I am so backwards. Yeah. I stop and breathe. Roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. I'm on pay bill. Yeah. Living the dream. Yeah. Fucking Q-tip, man. Yeah. Quest love supreme. Roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. Good afternoon. Yeah. QLS fans. Yeah. This is Boss Bill. Yeah. Trap call quest stand. Roll call. <laughs> Suprema. Su, su, Suprema roll call. Suprema. Su, su, Suprema roll call. It's Laia. Yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah. Q-tip is here. Yeah. No other ladies invited. Roll call. <laughs> Suprema. Su, su, Suprema roll call. Suprema. Su, su, Suprema roll call. My name is Tip. 
Yeah. What's your appraisal? Yeah. I have a cold. Yeah. My voice extra nasal. Roll call. Suprema. Suprema. Roll call. Suprema. Suprema. Roll call. Suprema. Suprema. Roll call. Suprema. Suprema. Roll call. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Questlove Supreme. I am your host, Questlove. Uh, we have Fontigolo. Yes, sir. What's yes, up, brother? Indeed. Man, um, it's a beautiful day in New York City. Um, it's a little cold out. Yeah, it's done dropped. The Hulk done came out. It's January, right. what do you expect? I'm glad. I'm glad because I was worried for a minute. But now I think winter is here in full force. Really? Full force, no bullets. It's January. Bro. What do you expect? Well, no, no, no. For a while, I mean, because I mean, in at least in North Carolina, I mean, up in like November, late November, we had a couple seventy degree days. So this is New York. Though. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, December was cold as shit. I remember one particular December. It was like really, really cold. But yeah, in January, it's even colder. It's when it comes. Worse. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad winter's here. To, you know, get the uh, get my get my body right. You know, what I'm saying I'm about. 40 pounds and a stomach virus away from my ideal weight. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm working on it. Good luck, so with, good luck that, with that. That Fox stomach it. virus is going to get you through. That's the... going yeah, to get me. That's going to get me to my, to my, I'm in my Gerald Avert stage right now. That stomach virus is going to get me to my Anthony Anderson. <laughs> well, you can, you can, there's always like smooth move tea or something. Nah, man. Nah, that's nah, just that's, for scammers. Nah. Nah, that, really? That's, a stomach yeah. virus? Oh, yeah. A stomach virus will take you. It'll Get you some bad hump. yogurt. How will you get the stomach? Bro? I don't know how I'll get hang it. around with kids. I got kids. There it is. I about to say I got kids. I'm about to get bronchitis. Just hold on a minute. I swear to God, <laughs> just like it could so be wait, like within the next five minutes. You guys yeah. are basically saying that you hope that your kids get you sick so that you lose some weight. Well, no, that's him. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I don't necessarily hope it happens, but if it did happen, I can't say that I would be mad about it. <laughs> It would help me get over this, like the holiday, the extra holiday weight, and all of that, and just you know the but stress weight. Smooth move tea at least takes out like seven to ten pounds of. Nah, oh, man. I got some of that at home. Two boxes. Nah, I don't. I, nah, I, I don't do the detox teas. I don't do diet the, plan. Yeah, I just you know cut stomach back, virus. lift, right. and get a stomach virus. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean the it's little, effective. A little norovirus is just hey, yeah. man. Get those abs right for the spring. I got a stomach virus a couple years ago, dropped like fifteen pounds, and then didn't come back. Oh so. my god, fifteen pounds! I'm glad you alive. I think I think didn't wasn't this a thing like in the twenties or something? What? Where, where they would give no like tapeworms, like where people would we get bled, do tapeworms yeah, for people go to Brazil right now for that, like ingest. What are y'all seriously? Yeah, yeah. dead ass. Yeah. This was like people would people eat do tapeworms or do stuff to like not not the cool sculpt. Not the hot burning, not the lipo. Not it's like five different. It's a lot of ways do. to yeah. No, it's a lot not, of ways to lose weight. Not the, lim- than, uh, the Beyonce lemonade. Yeah, other than, than eat right and, and right. work out because <laughs> no one wants to do that. Yeah, <laughs> why? Fuck that. Don't forget nah. about the wraps. Yeah, the rap. Yeah, the waist trainers. Yes. that's gonna have all these people fucked up. Nah, we don't do none of that. Why would we want to do that? We could just you know we don't want to work out or eat right. Mm-mm. So yeah, if I get a stomach virus and you know stay in the gym, hopefully by springtime. Uh, I'll be on my blackish Anthony Anderson. I'm life Anthony Anderson right now, <laughs> but uh, hopefully wow. I'll be I'll be blackish Anthony Anderson by uh, by springtime. I hope to meet you there, bro. <laughs> yeah, because you okay. So you, I've been abstaining. This this has been this has been the the period of abstinence. Okay, uh, how's it going? Um, it's I've made it through. Uh, I made it through the 
at least what I call the the underground tunnel, which was the first fifteen days of avoiding sugar, avoiding flour, bread, gluten, fried foods. Are you angry? I don't. I don't know. Just one day, you seem I very sedated. Up. Yeah, not, yeah, it was not, not your usual way. You know what? You know all. what? You know what? The, the 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 setback to all that is, I've been snapping at more people than normal. <laughs> withdrawal, like yeah, withdrawal. Clear. I, I don't know if it's a clear mind or just what it is, but yeah, I've been like I feel like in, in my boxing gloves might be in my future. Like I could. Are you past the cravings phase, or are you still craving? Um, I was dreaming heavily of food. Like, you know that's bad when you're just, you know, dreaming you, of a pound cake. No, nah, that's wait, wait, real, wait. though. That's were you real. dreaming of it or were you dreaming of eating it? There's I was just dreaming of it. Okay. Like, that's you know, real. That, that Intamin's cake that dad used to, my dad was the kind of dude that would measure, like, what the family would intake. Like, he'd have the, the, Sharpie mark on the lemonade bottle and the tea bottle and the fruit punch bottle and everything and how much Intamin's cake was was consumed before he got to it. So, yeah, that's, that's that the, is some real black daddy shit. That's real though. I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. You don't measure your shit? Nah, I, I don't. I mean, most of the time because for me with sweets, I particularly buy them in very small quantities. And our whole thing with sweets is like, if I buy it, we got to kill it today. So I let my kids go in. Like if I buy like cupcakes or whatever, it's like, all right, we're going to go in today. And then that's it. Because if you keep it around and you eat it day after day after day, then that's how you, you know, Set you get the out. Set the precedent. Exactly. How but often? if we just go in one day, uh, maybe eh, maybe once, twice a month, maybe. You know what I mean? I'll let them. So even when you were on tour, now forget your kids, your bandmates. Some of the worst roots band fights ever. Over food? Oh, in the name of food, bro. Yeah. Like we would. I remember, uh, I guess, the period where we discovered almond milk instead of soy milk. Vanilla almond milk was just as good on, on your cereal than soy milk was. And I remember the shit was about to be set off because it was like, I put my name on the milk. I, did, I guess I didn't realize that it was either Hub or Kamal. Like, they had put their name on the milk, thus they were claiming it. So um, not realizing this. We kind of killed the milk, and you know, and it, shit almost got set off on the almost tour. Almost caught bus. those hands. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fade. It was almost fade time. So, you know, yeah, that's the a, tours that's... would be because particularly if you were on a bus and like you've been driving like through the middle of nowhere and you've been thinking about food. Yeah, you've been in your bunk and you get up in the middle of the night and go to the bunk, go to the refrigerator, and that shit ain't there. You're basically this describing course. Chicago to Denver. Woo! For for most for most touring acts, I mean, if you're a pop act or you're a country act, there's some stops in between in the middle. Chicago and Denver that you can do. But for most urban acts, especially if you're under the tutelage of Kara Lewis, like the the, the first question she proposes to you is, "Where do you want to stop start?" Now, logic she she always suggests that your hometown should be the last stop on the tour. Because of all the things that you've acquired on that tour, uh, you know, your home can be your last stop. So all the cereal that's on your rider, all of the records that you went shopping with, all the clothes. All, that the, sneakers got, all the sneakers and shit. Yeah. Right. You, you don't have to ship them home from, like, Mexico. You can, you know, you're already in your hometown. So 
you normally start off on the opposite. So normally we would start tours like in Vancouver and then go counterclockwise. Seattle, okay. Portland, San Fran. Make your way down and down then. and then ease your way back to uh the East Coast. But um yeah, with with the touring dynamic, there's the whole being considerate of of food factor that not many people get in I, I suspect that that's probably one of the prime reasons why they're more solo acts than group acts. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I can believe it. I mean, I tell people all the time, if you ever want to get to really know a person, live with them or tour with them. Like, because you can't hide. Like, whatever your vices are, whatever fuck shit you got with you, if you... It's going to come out. It's going to come gonna out gonna on come tour, It's going to come out bro. in the wash. <laughs> oh, my God. You can't hide, bro. You can't hide. So... Yeah, touring was not enjoyable at all. Questlove, I think it's important you know that it's inspirational and you're doing so much. I can't tell you how many times I've seen your like social posts and I've been like, oh, I'm going to eat some. Well, now he's holding out. I don't need this cookie. So yeah, keep it's, going. It's 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 hard. I, I mean, just look at it. It's like more for me. <laughs> <laughs> but you're naturally like a thin guy, Boss Bill. So hmm? you, yeah, I don't think you over, either you're a starving artist or you just – don't overeat. But then you talk about like checkers. <laughs> <laughs> I have the worst diet in the world. I have a Steve's diet, circa ninety six. No one has Steve's yeah, diet. You really want to lose weight. I'll tell you how. <laughs> <laughs> I lost thirty pounds. Weed, cigarettes, and coffee. Done. <laughs> no, diabetes is uh, <laughs> that will do it. That's when I lost thirty pounds. Was it when you throw? But for real, you you ride for those checkers, huh? I mean, if it's late at night and nothing else is open, I mean, what am I going to do? There's a checkers in the city? Yeah. There's lots of them in the city. Oh. What is checkers? Checkers is fast food. It's fast, fast food. food. It's, yeah. it's Burgers, not the, fries, and cola. It's like... Cola? Yeah, isn't that there? Isn't what that it says there? I feel yeah, like in most, in most college towns, there's a checkers. The only one I know of is in D.C. There's one next to that Days Inn on uh, New York Ave. Oh, New York Ave. Yep. Do you know about that Days Inn? Wow. Like, no. Really? There, now I know I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what's the specific significance of that. Oh no! Somebody got shot a, there or something? No, yeah, but oh. it's it's just that <laughs> when you're in Barry Hotel, I feel like that's when a default when question. You're, no, 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 no. When you're touring, um, for some reason, promoters will put their artist in that particular days in on on New York Avenue next to the 24 hour checkers. Like when we were first touring. Uh, I think the first time we met Old Dirty Bastard, he had just mastered uh, Return to the 36. 36, yeah. And they gave us, someone from Electric gave us a copy of that CD, like, at that hotel. But, no, I've seen a lot of crazy shit go down there, like, with a lot of 1994, 95 era hip-hop acts. Oh, man. Who's the girl that sing a... I think 5 a.m. on the corner. Nonchalant. 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 5 o'clock on the corner, yeah. Right. Someone in her crew, I don't know how they ran their car inside of the room, but they did. So thus, uh, <laughs> it was like, yeah, a, a lot of crazy fuck shit done went down. Damn. But, you know, speaking, speaking of the group dynamic, um, today's a, a special episode of uh, Quest Love Supreme. And uh, the reason being is that uh, our guest today is one of the most uh, beloved members of one of the favorite groups of not even hip hop history. I, I guess we have to take him out of 
Yeah, he's hip-hop transcended hip hop. Yeah. yeah, I think they've just become the group dynamic. But, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for a Q-tip. Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, brother Kamal, is it? Um, before we get started, yeah, you gonna tell me what is that damn sample in Brooklyn? No, 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 no. Don't get no. For twenty years, twenty years, but I I don't remember. (laughs) I don't I re- really don't. Sampling don't matter no more. You can reveal. I know it doesn't. I'm not being like that. I totally would reveal it. Like, I really don't remember. I know it's like a um, ECM joint. I know uh, that for sure. So check Steve uh, Swallow. Oh, one, uh, one of those random like library record things. No, no, no. ECM. ECM, you know, ECM, ECM jazz label. Yeah. So so it might like, be Keith Jarrett. It, it could, could be. Keith. No. Well, it's not definitely not that. Let me see. I'm feeling like it's Steve Swallow. So pause. He's a guitar player. I hate yeah. that pause. Can we talk about that? <laughs> you paused yourself. Yeah. I you know, but I just it's just it's, it's Hove's fault. I think pause is is Hove's biggest contribution to hip hop. Well, it sucks. Okay, yeah, I agree. I agree. No it's, more pause. Uh, yeah, but okay. I can't stop. But I, but but I I don't know. I don't, I can't remember, man. Can't you sh- like Shazam a sample and and uh, it doesn't play long enough. If it weren't, if it were, you know, isolated. Loop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, it were, if it were isolated. The minute it hears like a vocal, then it tunes it into the, the whole song. I've heard everything. I heard it was Red Halt. I heard no. it was. It's definitely not that. It's definitely putting you in the right or the right terrain there. It's definitely some ECM shit. Damn. I, I, when I find it, I promise you. If you saw the I'll, album I'll cover, you, would you know what it no, was? No, I wouldn't. I'd have to listen to it. Do you remember the day you made it, or was it just like, uh, what I do you made think it, of this? What do you it, think of I this? made it there in the studio with that. Ah, this is one of those, like, mindless five-minute... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, just came from, I just came from record shopping, and I went to Ed's studio, which is which was called Dollar Cab Lab in Flatbush. Yep, special Ed, yep. Wait, Special Ed had a studio? It's called Dollar Cab. Because you could Cab take Dollar Cabs to the... Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, seriously? Yeah. yeah. He talked about it in the source, like I mean, back then. But I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Dollar, Cab Dollar Cab Lab. That's where we did it at. What did you? Were you on the SP? You SP. The, okay. That they, that was there, and I had to I had to break out, so I just like do the shit on him. Quickie like, five minute, literally like five ten minute joint. Damn. P-Rock explained to us that he procrastinated on the Shut Him Down remix so last minute that even when he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm 20 minutes away, he just like grabbed anything and just, right, just here it, it is. Up. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm realizing that some of the best beats in hip hop were just yeah. oh, man. mindless. You got time to overthink it. Just time to overthink it. Oh, man. Well, Okay. So, of, Sorry, of course, be more help. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna find. It I mean, you know, it was I, so much I, because he put it in the damn, the damn thing, the intro song. So I feel really bad that the I, world. Yes, like there's there's certain samples that I can find that shit. I got every ECM record. With. Okay, great. You, you got do. work to do. All right, I'll find it. We will find it. Some coffee. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait, we're on it. Do you know the, the you Sky Page sample? Anymore? Of course, that's Eric Dolphy. That's, Off the same record that um the jazz is 
the prison. Uh, no, well, that is um, that is not Grant Green. That's yeah, uh, that was yeah. Grant Green yeah, was Grant the Jazz. Green. Okay, yeah. I'm thinking. So, that. Uh, yeah, Sky Page is Eric Dolphy out to lunch. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. All right, all right. Finally, <laughs> something. <laughs> That's how it goes. Even the the baseline too. Yeah. All right, all right. Forgive me, ladies and gentlemen. Like I normally, I I go through the chronological order of a person's life, but no, nah, no, nah, we just go. I just, this, this is a bird in the hand, two in the bush moment. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, tip, sir. I know you're tired of answering these questions, and we've known it before. But... It's all good. All right. So the name of the the, the, the high school that you guys <sighs> Murray Bergstrom. Yeah. High what... school. I hear so much about this school. Was it a business school? Was it a trade school? It or... was a business school. So you aspired it like when you were in first grade, you're like, "Yo, I want to go to Murray Bertram to learn." No, no. Actually, <clears throat> uh, what happened was my sister was older than me. I just um, met her. A, you did. I met her for the first time at thirty. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, she's like super duper brain girl, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, she, she took the SAT, which is the standard test back in the day. I'm pretty sure. Do they still do that? They still do that. They might change the ACT now. Yeah, the new SAT. So she got like one of the top scores in the city, and she got accepted to Stuyvesant, um, which is like the top top high school like specialized high school whatever Mm -hmm. so my dad wouldn't let her go my dad was trans was working for trans he was a token booth clerk Mm -hmm. transit and during the time you know there was a rash of incidents where girls were getting pushed off the platform so my dad was like old school he was like you're not going to no manhattan we were living in queens and so I was like wanting to be like my sister. I'm gonna take the test too. I want to go to Stuyvesant too. So of course I didn't make it to Stuyvesant. <laughs> so I got accepted though to Brooklyn Tech. So I went to their orientation, and it was just like all these Decepticon dudes, which was a New York gang back then. I was just like, okay, I'm not going there. I'm definitely not going to my zone school. So my average was cool, good enough, and I had some recommendations that I got accepted to Bertram. Which was a business school. It was like a specialized school, and there so I met Kieran Mayo. Was <clears throat> safe? No, it was not safe. That's why I was getting the hell out of there. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, my zone schools out there was like, it was just crazy. I probably would not be sitting here had really? I. Yeah, it was that bad. But um, so I would hour and a half, two hours every morning to school to Murray Bergstrom High School, which was ironically enough in that time it was right across the street from police headquarters <clears throat> so but it was they would still man trouble would still manage to find itself in here oh, okay. regardless of the proximity of that but um yeah it was a great time man it was a great time i remember you know before we started freshman uh freshman uh freshman year we had the opportunity to go to do an early orientation. Um, so I went a little bit earlier in August and shit. And the first person I met was Brother Jay because he went to our school too from X-Clan. 
Brother Jay. Oh, mm. yeah. That was Professor A. Brother Jay oh, was Brother the Jay. Brother, Jay. Brother, Brother Jay is the rapper. Yeah, and he always rapper. talked like this. <laughs> oh, no. Brother, Brother 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 they were like 40 years old in my head. They were just like the old guy. Like, I don't know why I've thought them as old guys and not like. But yeah, Jay is nice, though. Yeah, Jay, Jay never lost it. Jay, Jay still yeah. got it. He's nice. His voice just cracks. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So he was the first dude I met. Um, and then I met Ali. And then um, as we, the school year went on, I eventually met Africa and all of them. And now, blah, blah. Kiernan always jokes that Ali... Kiernan Mayo. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Kiernan Mayo. Had the fur. Yes, but she always jokes that Ali always had... The Gucci clutch. Yeah, yeah, like with the with the four it? finger but, rings. But she called yeah. it. She called it the Pulp Fiction briefcase because <laughs> what was in that bag? Like he just wanted. Now it was a clutch. He had he had a burner in there. He had like a, you know, really thirty. Yeah, Ali Shaheed Muhammad. Yeah, from Bed Stuy Do or Die. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's in how my, it was back then. In my head, Ali Shaheed Muhammad is like the 14th disciple that right, wasn't mentioned. Like, in, <laughs> like you hear angel uh, noises. And Ali would like that ass up. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I now know. Yeah, no, he used to carry all sorts of stuff in there. Okay. Um, but I hope I did not out you, Ali. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, school was, was fun, though, man. It was just like... Um, I don't know how it was for you guys, but back then, like, that was, for us, that was, like, our kind of coming-of-age thing. It was a, it was a, it was a true place, especially for me, just geographically being that far away from home. It was a place that I could really uh, etch out, you know, what I wanted to do or who I wanted to be. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I went to school for computer science because I wanted to just, like... Um, be a program designer. Did you make some like <clears throat> lifelong friends too? That's where you start your. Oh uh, yeah, man! It's like it's everything. You're Even probably though... you're probably one of the figures, one of the few figures from the Renaissance hip hop period that doesn't have a I dropped out of school narrative. It's like <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 80 to 90% of all of our hip-hop favorites have a story that leads to, and now I just dropped out of high school and went straight to the <laughs> Well, Merce and, them, the Merce and them were in school, Poss and those guys. They well, yeah, I'm just saying that. Oh, you, well, Mace, I think, dropped out. Okay, I see. Mace may have dropped out. But it's just weird. It's rare that you hear of... make You know, liking high school, and, you know, I actually enjoyed this experience because for most people... I mean, high school is nothing yeah, but a precursor yeah. to prison for some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For yeah. some, you know. So how did, I mean, obviously you you and Fife were childhood friends and you and Ollie were high school friends. Like, how did, well, how did Jerobi enter the picture and how did the twain meet? Like, how did you guys? Um, Jerobi was, he lived on uh, Fife, uh, his mom's, his mom's crib was like on my side of the tracks, you know, mm-hmm. the old track thing. So, and um, his grandparents' house was on the other side of the tracks. Mm-hmm. And um, when he would go to the other side of the tracks, that's where Jerobi, that's where he met Jerobi. Okay. Um, so that was like around 12, 13. So I knew Jerobi when he was probably like 12, 11. That's when I first met him. 
Okay. So at this point, even though you're going for it, like in high school, was it just like, okay, we're just fans of music, but, you know, there were no grand designs to start a band or become. Yeah, there was. I mean, we were pretty, um, we were pretty resolute in what we wanted to do. Um, By what point? Like ninth, tenth, eleventh? Well, I mean, I've I've said before in other interviews, you know, Fife put the bug in me when we was like nine. Wow. You know what I'm saying? We were 11, 12, like just rap. I mean, we were goofing, but we was definitely rapping and definitely like, you know how, I don't know if other kids would do this, but you know, you have your pad and you write out what the name of the group was and who was in it. And oh, you yeah. Start designing you, always, shit. you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. used to draw album covers. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We did the same list. thing. <laughs> yeah, Little Brother, we did the exact same thing. Right, 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 right. right, right. One day, watch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that whole shit. Like, we did a little, I remember one time we did it. <laughs> we did this demo. Uh, okay, this is freshman year. Mm-hmm. No, it was 10th grade. It was 10th grade, so we were like 15. So Jerobi was going to Tech. Fife was going to Springfield in Queens. Um, and me and Ali was in Birch, whatever. So on the weekends, you know, I would hustle a little bit. And for my money, I would like scrape up. And I would I looked literally in the um, yellow pages for like a rehearsal studio. So I found this one in the city on 14th Street called Giant Rehearsal Studios. I saved up the money. And every weekend, we'd go there, and Ali would bring his four-track that belonged to Uncle Mike. And Uncle Mike used to work at Columbia and stuff. So we'd go there, and we would record, like, our little routines. So um, my sister was dating... Scaff Anselm. He gets okay. props too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Scaff and Jazzy used to come by the house. Like, see, my sister, whatever. Jazzy J? Jazzy J. Okay. So I was like, damn, I want to be a Zulu Nation. Oh my God. You know, <laughs> and I, you know, it was just like, we'd be in there working, 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 working. And we had like this horrible, these little fucking wretched little fucking songs that we worked on. <laughs> <laughs> And Everybody has those songs. Oh my god! Right, what was the loop? What What did you rhyme? Payback. And we had a dr- <laughs> and we had wow. a drummer. Um, his name was Anton. Shouts out to a-, a Boogie. That's the OG A Boogie from the Bronx. Right. Uh, and he was because he would be he was drummer in school, or whatever. So I was like, Yo, so you gonna play the beat over this? And it was called a routine. Routine. <laughs> <laughs> And here's Jerobi with the beat pop. <laughs> so y'all just rhyme over the payback. Yes. <laughs> it was pretty bad. And Jazzy and Skeff, through my assistance and bugging my sister, they came one Saturday. They looked like they were hungover. Like they had, yeah. they were, I don't know, maybe Harlem World or something was the night before. <laughs> right. And um, they came by and listened to it. And Jazzy was like, yo, that shit was kind of whack. Y'all got to keep working on that shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Really? At least yeah. he said keep working. Like, he saw something. He heard something. I hope so. Oh, maybe he was just being nice because, you know, <laughs> he wanted to bang one of my sister's friends or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. 
But um, that was kind of like, but we weren't discouraged by it. We just said, okay. Like, we were some really industrious little bastards, man. So we kind of like had an idea to answer your question. So was this 86, This is 80, This is 85. Like okay. 85, yeah. Wait, 85, 86. Yeah, Wait. it was probably like 86, 86. It had to have been 86. Cause I was like, even the idea of rhyming over a record, was that even an idea back in 85? Like, well, I mean, by 86, samples were like. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was all you had. I, mean, I think you had to, if you didn't have a drum machine. I mean, I remember, he, I stuff. mean, look, so what year was um, the Biz Dance? 86. 86, 87. Yeah, 86. Okay. And the Biz Monkey. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, it was like 86, yeah, 86, 86, 86 right. around there. Okay. So, what was the first step to seriousness? As in, I'm going to save up and get this drum machine, or... Because what I didn't know, I only found out recently, mm. that you guys actually were thinking about signing to Geffen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back in 89. I read. Yeah, I mm-hmm. forgot where I read that. Mm-hmm. But... Because uh, Jeff Fenster gave us, well, Glenn Friedman is Whoa. really the linchpin to the whole thing. So, you know, I had worked with Jungle. You know, we were in high school, and they were finishing up the album. So they were the Jungle Brothers in, in, in high, high school. school. I yeah. mean, Jim Brownski era. Like, was in high school. Wow. Yeah. So while they were in the high school, Jim Brownski's out. Yes. Yeah. What was like like for them to crazy? Because f- even for us, like in Philly, like it must have been crazy. Yeah. So I can imagine in high school, in high school, like, yeah, having a record out. The yeah. Jungle Brothers gonna, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of ill. It was um, it was wild because we were finishing up the album while I believe we were in twelfth grade, and um. Finishing up the debut album, featuring yeah. people. So wow. No, no, no. Finishing up straight jungle. out. The, oh, straight yeah. out of jungle. Gotcha. Okay. So I, you know, I did some shit on it. I did uh promo. promo. Well, I did promo. That was eleventh grade. And then time. And then time. Yeah. And then um. Promo two. Yeah, promo dun, two. In time, that was for the album. And black is black. Did that. And um, I the first record I ever mixed was straight out the jungle. So it was me and Red Alert. And uh, Tony D and Mike, G, we actually mixed that record. That was the first time. And I remember Tony Red. Tony D was there? Yeah. And Red and Red was like, so this is what you do, Tip. So these are the faders. So I already EQ'd it. We got to sound it right. So for, we're going to do a couple of takes. And I want you to ride this up. And then when we hit this, I need you to ride the next fader up. But don't bring it to don't bring it past this point. And they had the tape on it. Don't bring it past this point. And then after that, I'm gonna let you do one where if you wanna do a different one, then you just do a different one. But for the first couple, like Red was just like Red Alert was so just you were like, the automated system. Well, it was it was <laughs> you me. were the automated Well, I had system. never did it before. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mike had did them and Af would do them by himself. That was like my first time actually mixing a, a joint. Right. You know what I'm saying? I was crazy, like Intimidated, but excited about it because I felt like, wow, this is fucking red alert. And you're and in high like, school at this point. High school. So he was of legend status already at this point. Oh man, he was. I was just telling um, my assistant as we was talking about, you know, the history of this studio. Like right across the street was Latin Quarter. 
Where? There's a parking lot uh, on 48th Street. I was like, wow, that's where Latin Quarter was. <laughs> FYI, everybody so listening, he was, we're in Quad, Old Quad City, right? Yeah, Old Quad Studios. Now, I this call is this where, Tupac Central. Yeah, nah, really. <laughs> um, so right across the street was Latin Quarter, and that was where Red was like, he bought the whole Harlem and Bronx shit to Midtown, and he was ruling shit. Like, that was, I mean, even so though even though Magic and Marley and them was like, on the radio, they was the 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 Dantons, the thing that kind of... Took to me, in my just opinion, that had Red elevated is because he had a place to play. Literally, after he went, after he was on the radio, everybody would flock to the quarters or go to the square. So that was up the block. So Red was, yes, he was supreme status. Like, ah, so you know, you what I'm would go to the Latin Quarter. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I have. I got. I got a lot of Latin Quarter stories. Yeah, oh. I was going to say everyone. That's everyone wrong, does. I've been trying to get the definitive. Latin quarter story out of people, <laughs> right? And the, but the thing that amazes me the most about the the legend of the Latin quarter, right, is the fact that you what? go there knowing that Frank that Sinatra someone's going to no <laughs> Frank Sinatra. Well, I mean that was his old joint, Latin quarter. Wow. So it transformed into something different. Okay, yes. so you really know shit about it that we don't know. <laughs> no, but I'm sorry. What were you but no, no, I'm just saying that. Like, our Latin Quarter in Philly was a place called After Midnight. Okay. Of which my parents were like, hell no. People get shot there. No, you ain't going. But everyone that has done this show has a Latin Quarter story. Who was Whose house was it, though? Was that like a Schoolie D? Yeah, I frequent? mean, it was... It was, was it, it was the... The reason why... A cash? The, the reason why After Midnight was so special was because at the point where MSG... Stop hosting hip hop after the, the Death Fresh Fest, yeah, you know, all, all that, that stuff. Raising hell, the closest you could get, you couldn't even get to the spectrum. Sometimes you could, but like the East Coast mecca, at least in Chuck D's eyes, was like always after midnight. Lady uh-huh. B hosted that, right? Spot. Right, Lady B. Lady okay, that, yeah, that, that, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was trying. But it's just that. Woo, she every, was. People don't talk about her enough. Man. But yeah, sorry, you know, okay. Fast folks in Philly. Mm. Yeah. But every but every person that talks on the show about Latin Quarter they I guess the rewards of hearing hip hop far outweighed the risk that you could lose your yeah, life the risk of, of <laughs> death yeah getting shot or getting your chain taken yeah. or it was exciting though you know what I'm saying like well you went with red obviously correct yeah. So we like go be carrying his Red records and the or... Violators. We'd be carrying the re- carrying his records. The first time I met Chris Lighty, he was carrying Red's records. So later I became, you know, after I was became the dude who would always carry Red's records. After Chris. Yeah. Well, it was Chris, and he would do that for a while. Then as Jungle started popping, I was still around. So then I eventually became Red's. <laughs> but it wasn't like you had to wait outside for an hour to get in. Nah, and, uh, nah. So. I would meet up with Af, and um, the first time I went to Latin Quarters, right there was a Sabaro <clears throat> across the street. Sabaro Pizza. Pizza. Still there, it was right? probably the scene. I don't know, now All maybe, you can eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. I was just thinking about that when yeah. I walked past it on the way in. <laughs> it's still there. Oh, you can eat. eat. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. So we're on a corner. So it's hot. It's like must have been a hundred degrees that day. So we're out there. Red is. It's like twelve thirty. So Af and I stand in the corner, and he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for my man, um, Greg, 
He was talking about Greg Nice. He's like, now at the time, Greg Nice was the beatbox for MC Search, and they were on Select. Mm -hmm. And the first time I see, they come around the corner. Search has this crazy high top, and he's eating watermelon from, you know, those, you know, when you go to the delis and you go to the fruit bars. He got a watermelon. He's like, and Af was like, yo, this nigga crazy. Yo, (laughs) this is Q-Tip, Q-Tip, this is Search, this is Greg. Greg was like, what up, what up? He's like, what up? He's like, this is Search. And we're all kids. You know what I'm saying? And Search is there like, yo, what up, homeboy? <laughs> and the watermelon juice was falling out of his mouth and shit. I'm like, yo, this dude is wild. I ain't never seen no shit. Then D Nice comes up. He had his BDP shit on or whatever, his little leather BDP dapper damn joint. He's like, ah, and Af was like, ah, Derek. He's like, yo, what up, what up, y'all? He's like, yeah, his Q tip. He's like, what up? Slight pause. Yes. If D Nice, who. Okay, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. My fault. D Nice is Team Red Alert. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting my. Yeah, well, he's BDP. Was on the show. Right, right. It just yeah. hit me. I'm, I'm thinking, wait, D Nice is not supposed to be there. Yeah, That's right. the wrong territory. No. No, he, it, you know, family. it wasn't he's even family. like that, really, because all of the saying. Juice Crews. I mean, it wasn't really like that. was more of an instigation of magics. Okay. They always kind of like. He fucked said around. That when he, we, we talked to him. Yeah, Marley, yeah. Marley said yeah. Okay. Yeah. So go ahead. Uh, so, so D came and Af was like, "Okay, we're gonna go in." And Derek was like, "Nah, I'm, I'm about to meet Kane." And I was just like, I just straightened up and shit because you know <laughs> Kane is right. Kane mm-hmm. at the moment. He's tearing shit up. Um, and he it was just off of um, just rhyming with Biz. And then you would always hear about this dude Kane, like in the streets, whatever, in the circles. So we go across the street on the side of the block where Latin Quarter was. We leave the Sabaro All You Can Eat station and we go to the <laughs> that side. And then about 15 minutes later, you know, we smoke or whatever. 15 minutes later, um, a limo pulls up and it's Kane and he's in the limo. And he's like, what up, Derek? What up, y'all? Everybody's like, yo, what up, what up? And we just like standing back and he was like, yeah, yeah, so play me that joint. And so then he was like, his man, I guess, was sitting on, it was a super stretch. So I guess the uh, the tape player was towards the partition. Right. Yeah. Uh, towards the front. So his man presses play and it's raw. Wow. And it's, and it's rushing out of the fucking window and it just everything just got just at that moment like how we just had just a second how everything kind of got still was like that for like four minutes wow. it just got still so you heard pre-raw like yes and and Derek <laughs> was like as soon as it came on shouts out to D that's my brother he was like oh yeah that's the beat that Sandy and the muse talking about I'll take your man from Salt and Pepper uh, okay 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 he had said that and Kane was like, yeah, but it ain't this shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> and it was let that shit rock. Yo, I, w- I couldn't think of nothing else. Like, And then he just drove off. All right, I got to go to the show or whatever. And he just drove off in the night. <laughs> <laughs> he met him there to play him raw. And that was just, that was one of my Latin Quarter moments. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's uh, exactly that, that was, was that's it. a a Q tip exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> wow! So wow, okay, that was a, that was a happy, a, a yeah. great you know where 
search each nobody watermelon. Nobody died. Yeah, <laughs> he makes it out. Nobody caught their chance. Because I was waiting for that to go somewhere else. Search each. It was a happy moment, right? Yeah, I was waiting. That dude was waiting. for Yeah, I was like, oh man, see, please don't let him say he said nigga. Please don't do it. Don't do it. Search. Not search. Yo, what's up? This is Fonte, Fontigolo from Team Supreme. Black representation in media is very important to me. I think it's important to have our stories told by people who look like us and who have shared in our common experiences. Some of my earliest influences were Donnie Simpson. Uh, I would also say Tom Joyner, Angela Stribling, uh, Sherry Carter. They were just people who told our stories with a lot of class and dignity and were big inspirations to me. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast, The Center Black Voices. It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. All right, y'all. You know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Uh, well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, if you're just joining us, we're chatting with the rapper, actor, producer, DJ, Member of a legendary hip-hop group, A Trap Hawk Quest, Q-Tip. The group released their critically acclaimed sixth studio album, We Got It From Here. Thank you for your service in November of 2016. Have you guys ever performed at the Latin Quarter? No, we didn't, no. Okay, uh-uh. okay. I saw a lot of performances there, though. I saw. What did you um, see? I know you saw like a lot of firsts. Yeah, well, I, I, I saw um, MC Light, to, um, uh, A Cram to Understand You. Mm. And then when she got off stage, I tried to kick it to her. And she was kind of having it. We went on a date and shit. Damn. <laughs> I'm sorry, but who? You said MC Light. MC Light. Oh, okay. Damn. Just, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. You you got that. Uh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Yo, but that no, but that was it was it was it was early. I mean, you know, it was like Cranon said she was 
that was the first one of the first. Then I saw um, Audio Two do um, Top Billing. They before they did they did. I like cherries because cherries taste milk. better. Oh, that was wow. first. Milk is sour. Oh, uh, was it grapes are sour? Oh, oh, possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wow. Did that fly over with y'all though? Uh, like, was not there a, really. Was there I a little mean, bit of power? Right, have you seen a legendary act perform at the Latin Quarter that didn't have their shit together at that moment? I mean, I've heard conflicting reports of Public Enemies' Public first time. Enemy, yeah, yeah I, I didn't see that night. I didn't see that night, but I heard that that, that was yeah, shaky. Chuck, by, in, by Chuck's own admission, he said that was it didn't go well. And he said it was actually Melly Mel in the back. Was like hollering. Yeah, he's like Mel had like the big deep. Oh, yo, these niggas is whack, son. Yo, Mel, niggas. Mel <laughs> would be always... up in. It was ill because you. Was it like Ordoff and Sadler? Yo, Mel is. You, I mean, we all know Mel. You know, Mel is right, like, right, right, right. You absolutely. know, Mount Rushmore right, right, architect. Right. You know. Absolutely, but. At that time, it was like a generation right. uh-huh. ahead. The but, old guy in the back. And it was, but it wasn't. That, but we never viewed him. We always looked at him as, "Yo, that's Melly Mel." Like your man, Busy B, got suicide. He's ringing off. Like we were still kind of fucking with him. I feel like Mel kind of felt slighted. No, well, he would come would always instigate the fact that he was older and we were young niggas. Uh, y'all young, y'all young niggas, and y'all young boys. I'd be seeing him in the quarter, be like. <laughs> Oh, like with the muscles, I'm flexing out there, everybody. Right, right. Like, yo, 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 young niggas don't know you know all this shit and wasn't this and I saw the battle, yeah, the thousand dollar battle, yeah, with KRS, and he got up on stage. This is Melly Mel versus KRS, yeah, okay, I saw that shit and Mel was on stage doing push-ups and shit. Like Jack Palance at the Oscars. <laughs> Yo, it was an Easter. It was an Easter Easter Sunday, and um, you know, he was like, "I'm real. I'm the real nigga from the Bronx and shit." You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. I'm not trying to play. I'm just telling you how it was. I'm just saying it because I don't want Mel no, to be like. It sounds just like him. That's why I'm laughing. Cause voice. Yo, tip. Cause that nigga's nah, he's still, he's he's still, still like he got that old man shrimp, <laughs> <laughs> like a Hachi machine. Right, 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 right. Yeah, Rip the fucking can open and shit, one, with bare hand and type shit. One, one time, <laughs> one time I, I did a documentary. I did a documentary. Really? In which one time? One time. Just, just, just one. Really? Not, only once. I was in a documentary once in my life. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. We need a sound effect for that. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a documentary once. No, Mel had admitted that when he was doing white lines, he was on uh, coke. That he was co- coked up. Yeah. So I happened to mention that. Wait, were you, do you remember this light year? I did not know this. No. Oh, oh, oh. No, so at Tasty Treats. Oh, he came to Tasty Treats? Dog. Okay. Like, I had mentioned in the documentary, well, yeah, you know, well, the ironic thing about white lines was that oh, it's an no. anti drug message. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, no, no, man. Man. no. And Mel showed up. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got, a, I got a better one. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was that moment where I was DJing, and then Yamin was like, Uh-oh. hey, yo, um, Melly Mel. <laughs> 
Melly Mel want to talk to you one second because he said that because <laughs> he you said that. him because you said he was on crack. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I looked to the right. It was just Mel with like Michelin Man status. Like, yeah, yeah. Tank top. It was winter though. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. So right. is this how Mel like wound up being around for like two or three years at every event? Yes. What? Yes. What? I, we squashed it. Okay. But then he just came to every event at every OK Player yeah, event. Yeah, was, I noticed that. Uh. <laughs> Wait, he was there at the Christmas party yeah, with the. Yeah. <laughs> you should be seeing Melly Bell in here, like. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing lime green suits. I love Melo. Shout out to Mel. Mel, um. He's a legend. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so. All right. See, I want to stay at the last. Nah, we got to get a last quarter. We got it. We got it up. We got a last quarter. All right. <laughs> We got enough. I think we got oh, enough. But, but, but anyway, I, I'll finish this up. All, All I'll right, say else, is that KRS, you know, Mel has said some rap, whatever, and he was like, yeah, oh, Supreme. And he hit the floor, was doing like push ups, and they threw the beat on it. I forget what the beat was. And all I can remember is KRS was hitting that rhyme from poetry. Right. Um, well, how did it start? Let us begin. No, 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 no. That's um. That's my philosophy. Uh, what, poetry, uh, poetry. Yeah, he hit that. Say something now. He put the mic down to him. He didn't say shit. Thought so. I was like one of them. It was a. It was over. For real. Niggas start fighting. Niggas got standing word. Niggas got. They shut the shit down. Wow. Um, the normal Latin quarter story. Like, they, it was just quiet. It was it was wild. Were you there for the last the quote last night? That was the, the last qu- night. Oh, that was every, oh, everybody's you know, got a last one night. One day, one day we were just no, it was, that, the last it, it was that Easter Sunday when that shit happened, and niggas the violators got into it, and I'm telling you that was the last night. Everyone has a last night at the Latin quarter. Like Faith last Newman night? had hers last night. Yeah, like her last night. Yeah, it's like <laughs> what was her last night? What she say? PE right. No? I no, think it wasn't I can't remember. But oh, it was, no, she said she was, was there this? for the last yeah, night. She, was there of for the, yeah. she said a fight broke out. I remember she said it was like all this Shit, stuff all happened. We needed to have that hunted and finish the story. And then <laughs> oh, was she there too? Damn. She was a coach at girl. Yeah. That's wow. why I want to get her on the show. She knows Master. Oh, progress. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. That was not a stab. I love Heather Hunter. <laughs> so do Janet we. Janet Jack, me too. Oh, anyway. I, all right. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> all right. Wait, I. I feel like there's more. What what other historical firsts in classic hip hop history have you witnessed. been able to witness? Ah, uh, let me see. Oh well, I remember when uh, Biz was working on Just a Friend. Oh, I heard man. you're the reason that it even came to be. You told him like, well, I it wasn't that. Like I, I knocked well, the he reason, said, but Q-Tip told me to do it or some shit like. Well, he he played it for for me. We were in Calliope Studios, and um, it the the original was you. You must be on speed. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> if you say he's just your friend, you must be on speed. I was like, Biz, you cannot say that. Word. He said, I know, I was thinking about doing this other one. You, you got what I need. I was like, 
That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> you must be on speed. Yeah, that's, that's, that was. That's another. Yeah, a a a, a juice crew uh, interpolation. Man. Didn't didn't Big Daddy Kane do a perfect combination or? You on your menstruation? He had really? a serious. He had a whole routine with Biz where they used to do Johnny Gill. I could believe that. I saw I could that was like that. live. It never made yeah. it to a record. Okay, I yeah, could believe. But, that. I mean, it was so routinely done. Like I feel like somewhere in history, there it exists somewhere. It has to be somewhere on some demo tape. I could believe that somewhere. I, could I forgot believe to ask that. Marley that question. All right, what? so what? your what? record collection. See, before before your career. And I guess during at least up to the Jungle Brothers, like at what point are you are you going through your father's records? Like how are you? Well, I'm <clears throat> going through my father's record before all of it. Like as a kid, it was my father's records. Um, I, my, let, mm-hmm. let me let yeah. me okay. What what I really wanted? To, okay, like the Bronx had their beginnings of hip hops and going to park jams and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Was there a story of that? In Queens, of course, like we seen the Disco <clears throat> Twins. Actually, of course, Brooklyn and Queens. Actually, there was a lot of this. It's a lot of even recent recollection about the beginnings of literal hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like jams and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, Grandmaster Flowers um, was doing it. Queens uh, native. Brooklyn, but he okay. would, but the the Brooklyn and Queens guys, they would always be, you know, it was the parties would kind of be overflowing there. That that was the territory, much like Bronx and Harlem. Okay. You know what I mean? That connection because we only hear style. about the Bronx, and I know yeah. like all these other. There's girls. a lot of there's a if you look, it's funny because one night uh, somebody sent me a um, link, and one night I just got into this whole YouTube. Uh, you know Rabbit how you hole. get yeah exactly this labyrinth and. You see all of these, these OGs from like Brooklyn and Queens. You know they had Infinity Sound out of Queens. You had the Albino Twins, Disco Twins. Like an Infinity Machine was a pretty big sound system at the same time as, um, you know, the Herculoid, which was Cool mm-hmm. Hercs and Sasquatch, which was um, Gene and them shit. Um, so Queens had some big sound systems and Brooklyn's has some sound systems as well too. So the first time I I went to a jam, <clears throat> I must have been about six, seven, and I believe that Grandmaster Flowers was DJing. It was actually a one one block off of where Fife's mother lived on that side of the tracks, wow. and that was the first time I I I seen a DJ bring a. It was not any scratching, but it would just be like, you know, bringing it back kind of. And it was um, Hot Shot. Was it Hot Shot? Yeah, I think it was Hot Shot. Hot Shot, Hot Shot, Hot. Two, three, Yeah, that joint. Exactly. And that, it was just, that was like the first recollection of that. Everybody was like kind of on the freak line. No, okay. I remember that break. Yeah. That was early. That was early. And that was like an instigation into getting records for me. But, you know, luckily, you know, my dad had a pretty substantial record collection and he would trade with my Aunt Effie who was up in Harlem. And um, my other, my cousin lived a few blocks away and they had like a bunch of records. And then my 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 friend who lived across the street, he was much older than me, Eric Sala. 
Oh, wow. um, Bomb Squad. The Eric no, 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 not that one. Oh, mm-hmm. oh okay. It's an, another Sadler family. Okay. So they had a bunch of records. So I'd be like raiding everybody's joints <laughs> and just listening to music. Then by the time, you know, I started 13, 14 and the breaks and all that stuff, you start hearing all of that. I started putting two and two together. Because at first it was just like a family hobby to collect records. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it wasn't really from a position of like gra- grabbing ba- break beats. But then that that kind of between from when I was seven up to ten, it was just about a record collecting thing. And then when you got to when I got to like 12, 13, 14, I started realizing, put two and two together and made the connection of what it was. So that's kind of how I kind of got into the whole. So your dad encouraged, thing. didn't discourage you from touching his record collection. No, you didn't have not a at all. don't touch my stereo, dad. Or uh, my mother was more Grand like Master that, but Flash my dad didn't. Yeah, I would do that and fuck the shit up. Yeah, because you know you have the whole the one system with the right. You take the right. you open the wood cover and oh, shit. Oh, the coffin. You have the, the coffin. coffin. You yeah, you'd yeah. be like, what you doing? I don't think. Whoop your ass. You know, that type of shit. Yeah. It was the belt drive terms. They were like, they wouldn't even go back. It was just straight the belt drive. It wasn't direct drive. Yo, what y'all think? How do y'all think that affects music now that the era of your parents' records is over? Like, kids today don't get to go through their parents' albums. Like, we all did. Yeah, because now there's. 90,000 But do they go through their, But do they go through Their parents iPhone No Like how do you yeah, they What's get it your in the car. My boys get it in the car Like when they, when we go on Road trips and stuff And I'm playing my music That's when they get You control the, the music car. Though, Yeah right? I control the music In the car The car is yeah. a lot Yeah Much to their chagrin uh, sometimes I mean, they purposely like they got headphones on. Yeah, they got, yeah, they'll, they'll, sometimes they'll put on headphones. But fine, and they'll do but whatever. fine. Do you find that that in the car when you're having those trips that they are a little bit more open to hearing it? Absolutely. And it's like, oh wow, Dad, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Right. I mean, I like, think give me an example until of they're someone not. from our era that they really dig. Someone from from our era. I mean, that you put them on to like when they was like five or six. Yo, no, no, dead ass. And I'm not saying just because he was here. When the new record came out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was just playing it in the house, and my son came home from school. He's like, "Oh, Dad, is that the new Tribe album?" Oh wow! And he and you had him on, like, "Oh, son. I had him on I was like, you might be alright, nigga. You might get a job." <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, my son, he was he's fifteen, and uh-huh. so he was. I mean, I had him. I was playing when he was a kid. I made him like a, a tape of just some of my favorite music. I had some Tribe on there, oh, wow. Michelle Degio Cello, mm-hmm. like Kane. I mean, I just made him a tape, and mm-hmm. so he would go to sleep to that as a mm-hmm. kid. And so now, I will say, man, I mean, and I see it. I think this generation of kids, they're the most open yeah. because everything is free. So whereas back in our day, like, yeah, I, you smart. might want to take a chance mm-hmm. on a Radiohead or some shit, but it's right. like, okay, nigga, I can buy Radiohead, I can buy Cuban Links. Yeah, nigga, I'm buying Cuban Links. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, but right, now right, everything right. is available, so those kids now, my boys, they listen to everything from, like, the most ignorant trap shit to, like, Tribe to right. King, you know what I mean? Like, mm. they listen to it all because right. they they have access to it. Reek's daughter is that way. Celia, uh, when she was born, I made her an iPod of just random stuff. Mm-hmm. And to this day, like, She's 11, but mm-hmm. she loves the police. Wow. She loves to do, 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 da, 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 yep. da. And my, that's he, so crazy. My boy, my son, for last Christmas, he asked for, uh, he wanted me to buy him a CD copy of uh, Metallica's Injustice for All. Wow. 
What? Wow. Because he, we used to play one on Guitar Hero. And so that like led him that. So like that shit, Queens of the Stone Age, uh-huh. like all that kind of, you know, rock he's into that. It's funny because, um, you know, my little cousins, they're like 14, 15. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're not necessarily what everybody deems what the millennial or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like that that crew is a little bit more open. It's like, it's like okay, I feel like the millennials or whatever, when they had streaming and all of that stuff mm-hmm. and it hit for them, it it wasn't, you know, the functionality of what streaming really was to be, which was to cross-sectionalize all types of music, hadn't really came, hit its stride with them or hasn't really followed them with that younger generation through watching them and sees that it's really, hey, it's about all of this shit. Everything, yeah. You know, because I was surprised, like, um, like a year and a half ago, we had, like, this uh, in-store, we did this collaboration with Stussy, and the line was, like, around the corner. We, I was, <laughs> the it was like, yo, nigga, I, at, prior to this, I was cutting my lawn in my New York Jet socks and my fucking <laughs> Nike shorts. I had my tank top on, you know, smoking weed, yelling at my dog, scratching my back. Like, I ain't been out. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know it's like, come do this. I'm like, oh, okay. And you go to it and you see this and it's these 15, 16-year-old kids. Like, oh my God, you don't know what. And I'm like, huh? Like, yeah, pop-up stores are now weird. The, it's the new black. But yeah. Don't you feel good, too? Yes, yeah, it's, it's encouraging. It feels it's, it feels encouraging. It's, it's, I'm encouraged by it. No, you. I will say, Tim, you were one of the one of my favorite producers in the sense that you always, the way I've always described it is like you always kept a foot in both worlds. Like you could do a Midnight Marauders, but then could do the Infamous. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, or you could do like a Craig Mack remix, and like you always found a way. Even when you worked with big mainstream acts of the time, you still found a way to put your stamp on what you were doing. And I think that's, in, in my opinion, to me, that always kept you kind of, you you, you never, to me, but, never came across as like that bitter guy, like a lot of but, older but you, cats, you but know you what I mean? you know what it is? You know why? And he could tell you, it's not really a big secret, it's DJing. Mm. Right? Don't you find that, Amir? Like DJing well, I'm probably helps I'm you. Now. It's, I'm smart about it now. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't DJing as heavy since maybe the last three or four records where I'm now aware of it. Yeah, now now I know why Dre, like when I saw Straight Outta Compton and realized the environment that Dre was DJing at, at that roller skating rink, mm-hmm. where it's like, you play the wrong record, that's, that's your, your ass. ass. Yeah. Now I realize, oh, that's why all of Dre's stuff is take no prisoners with, with his singles and stuff. Like it has to it's gotta hit. grab you by the throat. Now yeah. I realize that, yeah, that's, that's the advantage. And, and the, the, all, the, the other thing about it too is that it's, it's a, it's, you get to see what works and why, you know, because I, you know, I think that you and I, we maybe, I think we come from the same philosophy when we spin, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, current, current, a little bit back, and another one throw back. Tempo wise, tempo match, baseline matched, and boom! Now current, you know, mm, current, right. you know, just to try to mix. And then sometimes you know that the crowd may not know the throwbacks, but you just want to see the reaction if if it's if it one of the, yeah, because yeah. if, if it if it doesn't stop the groove and you see who's moving it to it, it's a great study. Yeah, you know. Psychological so I, I, stuff. Yeah. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we're getting a hip hop history lesson with uh, rapper actor 
producer, DJ, and member of a tribe called Quest Q-Tip. The reason why I brought up the record collection is because in the era of when you guys finally get your debut record out, uh, first of all, the long-ass title, People's Instinctive Travels, <laughs> and the Paths of Rhythm. Why? I mean, Captain Beefheart and... Uh, I, I mean, just to be difficult. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's Yo, like we you need just want to stick out. Title. We need to stick the fuck out! <laughs> you know, what you were wanna... the other options for the debut album before... What was the I other... There wasn't no other option. You never had either or... Oh, we no. always had like three to choose from and then really? decide like, okay. No, we was just like, yo, this is what it is. Really? You know. Okay. So in in the era of you guys making that record, um, well, as a music producer, the first thing, the reason why I have a, a, a dividing line between the Renaissance era of hip hop and the classic era of hip hop and the thin line that's in between is the fact that you guys managed to miraculously avoid James Brown. <laughs> well, using anything from Break B Lou's Ultimate Beats and Breaks collection, which, all right, for our listeners, um, Break B Lou, shout out, what's up, uh, mm-hmm. Lou? Lou Flores uh, wisely uh, came up with uh, a Wikipedia or a Cliff Notes, if you will. <laughs> Of records and Street Beat Lenny, uh, Street Beat Lenny too. Yeah, Street Beat Lenny. Shout out uh, of all the records that Bam and Herc and uh, Flash and Theodore would spin back in the day. And when this compilation came out in late 1985 uh, through 1989, uh, pretty much I'll say 60 percent of most hip hop relied on these breaks. For their daily diet, uh, right? All these, you know, t- t- synthetic substitution, impeach the president, mm-hmm. God made me funky. Um, it was just to the point where the average record take like take a producer like Herbie Lovebug, his productions on say like a filler cut on a kid and play record. Yeah, you was could, comprised. Of you could instantly tell. Oh, that's yeah. volume uh, eight. Uh, he used <laughs> the drums from here and the loop from there and the bass line from there. You know, all on the same record where. You really didn't do any heavy digging, so this is the first time, or at least with with the native tongues, this is the first time that I'm hearing loops that aren't on that compilation, and it's like, oh God, I got to do some work to figure out what they use, what this is. Yeah. Mm. Was that was that already a rule that like no substitution, no funky drummer, no impeach the president? Yeah, we were. Um, it was. It was a crew of us, right? Like, it was me, Africa, Juju. Juju. Yep. Okay, answer this real quick. Of the Beat Nuts, Nuts, Mm -hmm. who is the music head of the Beat Nuts? They both are. But who's your go-to? Well, Juju's the one. Gun to the head. I mean, I was Juju because Juju. I mean, because that was my man, like, in senior year of high school. Like, we were all, me, him, Rashad. Um. Yep. Oh wow. Okay. It was, Wait. They all went to the. No. 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 We all went to different schools, but okay. we were all like meet up at the hubs and shit. Like okay, we just sure. knew niggas from when, you know, we was getting up, getting beats and shit, and you'd see dudes and be like, "Yo, that dude got." Because we all was there was a there was a small group of us who was like 
anti breakbeat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we had to have the right shit. You know what I mean? You feel once like all right, the large sub- professor, the substitution the large is professor, good. huh? Yeah. But not once did you feel like all right. Oh yeah, well after after you know after we've established ourselves in that way, you then come back. There's been times I've used substitution kicks and shit like that, and like no, that's Riley not or whatever. Real. All right, kick. You can't tell. Yeah. Okay. Or like you know, and like Pete would use he would use substitution a lot. You know. Right. Um. Some of them shits just as a producer, you'd be like, yo, that shit is still that snare. That James Brown snare is still rocking. We got a boot. You know what I mean? But back then, early on, it was just about it was about the hunt, nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was the hunt. You know, right. that shit just had to fly. It was just like, and then we got so on it, we would travel out of town, get flights. Yes. Me and Paul would get fucking rent cars and be driving to and Pittsburgh? Shit. Yeah. All types of shit. You would go to Jerry's in Pittsburgh? Yep. I went to Jerry's. I yeah, went to it's, Jerry's, yeah. Yeah, if any beat digger, there's seven pilgrimage, like Mecca okay. pilgrim, but Jerry's, it, you'll never get past like the letter D and or C. Right right, 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 right. That's how large his warehouse That's is. That's crazy. But the crew was, it was like Juju. And and this is the crew. Like, we all would know each other. We all would go to spots and shit. It was Juju, Diamond, um, Large, myself, Africa, um, Pete. I said Paul, right? Mm-hmm. Paul, um... Um, Is Prem oh, around this time? Or? Prem had already bought a store. He already had everything. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> he had a store. Oh, um, Latif. Let's okay. do Latif. Um, I said Rashad. Um, no slackers. Nah, it was, we was, we was. And now did you Mark the 45 king in this? Mark already had, he's yeah, an OG, so okay. he was already. So Prem had the record store that he bought when he was in Texas and came and they just shipped him every like 40,000 records or some crazy shit. So he had everything right. and Mark had everything. So we were all putting our shits together kind of at that time, you know, at the same time, you know, but it was the hunt. It was the hunt. It was like game of Thrones or some shit. Dude, <laughs> I'm glad you're saying this because even though, my career came in the tail end of it. Mm. Um, many a record dealer had the fear of their eyes when, like, because I would just straight up ask them. Because, uh-huh. like, record dealers will do this thing where it's like, all right, they know what kind of money's walking in. Right. So, so they'll up. look at me, they'll look at me and, like, okay, Amir's good for 10000 So, right. right. They have a system where it's like, they'll give you, uh, all right, that's 10 that's 20 that's 10 yeah. that's 20 that's 10 that's 20. No, that's right. But then they know you're itching. And I'm like, so that's it? And they'll be like, well, you know, I got a, a, <laughs> ship, a shipment that just came in last night. <laughs> and Or the warehouse that's up the block. Right. Oh, oh, take you over the block. Yeah, that's all. That, that <laughs> kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some dresses over <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but that's what it's like. And then there's just and then a they're point. they're way more expensive, those records? Well, I would tell them to just cut to the chase. Like, and that's the thing. As a record collector, you never tell them, like, look, only got a thousand. Just cut to the chase and give me the good shit. Because, no, they'll just do the same shit. The tens, the twenties, the tens, the twenties, the tens, the twenties. Where are you out there? Drugs. And real. then they'll be like, 
they you they will usually say like Pete Rock was always the thing like well yeah we were holding some of the stuff for Pete Rock but, oh uh, <laughs> you know um, I'll give you an extra ten for it right the, yeah the but then like you get desperate and I realize some of okay, that shit wouldn't not... even be true I, no no no, no. Yeah, I realized yeah. then I realized yeah, yeah. that was the hustle and then finally I found a guy where he's just like look this is worth a hundred this is worth one fifty this you know and those type of things so. Of course, those prices would be jacked up because they would use it like stuff already. So, like, mm. like a all right, prime example: the Monty Alexander love and happiness. Oh, all right, man. So before you use that for gangster bitch, mm-hmm. how, much? Went, how much? How much? I got ten dollars. I know that the, the mm-hmm. album was worth like ten bucks mm-hmm. now, but because gangster bitch, like he. Q-Tip single-handedly <laughs> brought up the stocks on all... I'm sorry. Well, not because the stuff he was I sampling. Bad. I, mean, I the feel stuff... bad a little bit because it just happened. Like, okay, boom. So on Yeah, the my album, generation well, is now paying the extra. Look, on the, on the new Tribe album, right, I use this this um for uh, whatever will what be. What are we, the Hudson? Uh, it, it's um, the Nairobi Sisters. Nairobi Sisters, Sisters that's right, yeah. Boom, like, boom, 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 that boom, shit boom, boom. is... Mansion in the yacht skyrocketed <laughs> already. But give me an example yeah. of like from once it came to once it got once tip touched it. Um, no, all the time. Like, oh Jesus Christ! I ramp, paid... ramp, ramp, yeah. ramp is go. a five dollar yeah. record. Well, okay. ramp used. To I don't be. even think there's an original ramp record. Like every ramp album I've seen is, I just felt like the they, of... yeah, they yeah. finally just printed it in the name of the interest of finding the Benita Applebaum sample. <laughs> So how much is that now, Rant? Three hundred. Well, you for an original pressing. I've never yeah. seen an original pressing of Rant, but uh, Eugene McDaniel's. Oh, Headless Heroes. I've now. never Headless seen. Heroes. I've Ooh, never seen fuck. the Headless yeah. Heroes under two hundred bucks original. They landed uh, at Plymouth. <laughs> Dude, smile on the face. I played play that for my kids on Thanksgiving. I played that shit. Side note, side note. The first argument Stacy and I ever had yeah. over music. <laughs> first Keep argument. Flow, y'all. <laughs> Tasty treat Stacy and I ever had over music was over that record. <laughs> She, by the time we got to that song, she was like, "Could you play a little bit? This is the last song on Eugene McDaniel's debut album, Headless Heroes of Fire." I played every Thanksgiving. I played every Thanksgiving for my kids. No, no, no. The sample before they used for this for the tip used it was Jagger the Dagger. It was Jagger the Dagger. You know, we was having a ball. That's good on the mic. And actually, weird enough, Jagger the Dagger. Was such a dig at Mick Jagger, Jagger. Mick Jagger, yeah, like stealing black music. Yeah. But the loop was so dope. Oops, sorry. Uh, one of the one uh, of the last dates uh, that we did on when Lauren released that. Did uh, you play that as he walked out? No, 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 no. Oh, uh, man. You know what? He can't. Yes, he was scheduled. <laughs> he was scheduled to be on uh-huh, the show. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We prepared that song, and then he... Oh, uh, okay, okay. He can do it. But, yeah, when he comes, we're definitely doing... Trying to turn Michelle Bachman, part two? No, dude, it's Jack of the Dagger. Like, what, are they going to do the research on it? Anyway. Wow. They last, do, though. The last date... <laughs> the last date of, of this Lauryn Hill tour, when she did that Unplugged record. Uh-huh. Oh, Smoking Groups tour. I remember that tour. Right. Yeah. So, it was Thanksgiving night in Seattle, and I played the Parasite and blasted it 
Because oh, I would no. DJ before she came on. Uh-uh. Dog, the look on the art, it was the best. <laughs> oh I might God. have to play you. Yes, I got to. Can I play a whole song, please? You the can't whole play the whole song. song. Like That's nine like minutes, nine minutes, man. dog. That's nah, we can't. Not right now. I mean, if you could play well, it on the show. Just a little bit. Just t- Let just me hear it. We'll close skim it. through. Skim through certain points. I mean, maybe, yeah, I think it's a good close. I mean, we'll close the show with it. Okay, all stop right, it. All right. Yeah, we will close it, the show with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Right down a note. Can we talk over it and while he closes the show? Like, <laughs> like, Mystery Science Theater? Like, <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that is kind of what we do. That's okay. all we do anyway. Okay, great. Awesome. That's all we do. <laughs> all right. All right. So, what, making this, making the record. Yes, sir. The debut. Mm. The debut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People's, or, or I call it Peter, Peter Pator. Peter Pator. Peter Pator. Making that record. What is because this is a group of super producers? I mean, it's a group of multiple MCs, but it's also a group of super producers. How? What is the? What is the agreed upon method of making joints? Like, is it just yo? I got this loop. Yo, I got this loop. Oh, I like that loop. Okay, let's work on that. Or is it? You know, do you just come in with the finished product like, I like this? Does Ali say, yo, what do you think about this? Yeah, that joint's nice. I'll do that. It's kind of both. Okay, in the beginning, what's it like? What's it like on the first album? Like In the beginning, uh, a lot of it was demos that I'd done over the prior, I'd say, five years maybe. Okay, I'm I'm calling an audible. Story time with Q-Tip. All right, I'm just going to play 10 yeah. seconds of yes. random tribe joints. Okay. And you tell me, like, what comes to mind when you yes. made this? Like, what, if you remember any okay. details. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, running away, Roy is. You know, it was one of my favorite. This shit catches a lot of slack. Like I, I'll, I'll read, I'll read, you know, like a a, a list, like ego trip list or whatever. Right, right, right. Where of course this didn't description didn't wasn't Bonita. Right, of course. So it catches flack as in. Mm Weird debut songs by groups that will later right, become right, God. Right, right, no doubt, no doubt. But there's nothing wrong with this loop. Ever. I This is not my go-to song to spin. Right. But I was never mad at this loop or... The place, the, uh, the ending, it felt like a good ending for the album. Yeah. Like, I used to run that joint, and that was the Actually, first Actually, the B-side song. was even funnier. What was the B-side? Um, pubic... Pubic no. enemy. Pubic, no, no. Uh, the B side description. Oh, oh yeah, the, the, the long guys, joint. The yeah, long just joint. Talking smack. It was, it was like was some funny. comic shit. It was, like, it was funny. <laughs> it was like his version of skipped in my loop. No, oh, no, no. Okay. You know what it was, too? I had two years earlier, there was a store on Bleecker Street where you get all the fucking Prince unreleased joints. Ah. Uh, oh, Bleecker Pops. Well, not Bob's, but it was another joint. The, okay. It, it was. What? With Generations? I think it, it was. Not on Bleaker, but it's off Bleaker on McDougal. 
You know where all the, the, think, the, the, yeah, the th- chest th- stores th- are? Yeah, I think it was... Uh, this and is, across the street sto- and down the block from Mahmoud's. I think there's a story where Prince actually walked in Ooh. to the store to and that walked store out, and walked out. Yeah. with all of his old <laughs> all <this> shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that had... Ha- yo, it's ill because I was in there... I would always hit there after school because Kiran and I would always be in the village and shit and I would always go get... I was just a huge Prince fan. Mm-hmm. So I'd heard movie star, I heard Bob George, mm-hmm. Super Califragile, Front, whatever the fuck, you know. All of that shit, like, I was just, like, stuck. I remember playing movie star for Africa, and he and I, we were in, like, 11th grade, and we're, like, wow. mocking the shit and listening to all this unreleased <laughs> print shit. And this was, like, kind of like one of the, yeah, what? Uh, who's that? Uh, you know, it's just You're Bob like, George. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. We're, like, doing all that silly shit. Underneath it is the BT Express beat. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's clearly tuned out. But um, it was also still an overage of disco kind of house parties that was still going on. You know, you still had Frankie Knuckles, R.I.P. You still had Larry LeVan doing parties back then, even though their houses had closed. And maybe Frankie was doing back and forth from Chicago to New York. So Body body and Soul was being established, reestablished. So there was still a disco thing that was happening at Have the same time. Have you ever got time. to see Larry spin? Uh, yeah. Or his systems? Yeah. I, well, I saw him at uh, Limelight. Okay. Did he control the system there? I don't think so. This is towards... Because when you end. DJ, you have the world's loudest uh, bass cabinets ever. And I know that Who? you're always... Me? You. Oh. <laughs> you're always aiming for a Paradise Garage. Yeah, I'm trying to go for that, man. Yeah, okay. So I, I'm I a stickler for that sound. But um, the, the first real big system I, I think I heard was in the world. As we discuss, hey, 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 Fife's favorite song. Wow, my favorite song. I haven't heard this shit in forever. Slide the Family Stone. Um, advice. Take my advice. Hey. That was Sky Pager from the 91 album Classic, The Low End Theory. When I made this beat, I was like, yo, this is like one of the most perfect beats I ever made. <laughs> Just because the, you hear the... Um, the brushes. You hear the brushes on the drums playing, like playing right in between that fucking monstrous ass snare kick that fucking Gregorico was rocking, and just the, and then when the flute, the with the fucking phone and shit, I was just like, damn. <laughs> I, I wanted, I wanted to make the shit longer, but I was like, you're fine. We should keep this shit short like this. And it's like, and he was like, bird. Word. I said this my shit. Even though I would love to, but we got other joints. We we need to make this short, like, cause this one. I just I just love this record. I think this is my favorite. I think I've said before the butter was my favorite on the album, but it's really this. I haven't heard this in a while. Wow. See, this is what we have in common because I, I don't know. Like maybe it was the beast being the B side of Check the Rhyme or whatever, but. Uh-huh. This just hit me at the right moment. Like we brought the Check the Rhyme single. It was like a Friday night Tower Records, and uh-huh. when like we already knew Check the Rhyme, so when we heard the B side for Sky Pager, 
in on a loud ass car system on a Friday night. Like we that sat, was it. we sat there and listened to that shit like twenty times in a row. Like I was so mad there was no instrumental over this shit. But this is like one of the songs that like me and Tariq it's, bonded over. Like but, just, but I, it, it may be hard to to maybe you understand it, Amir. But don't sometimes it's like you take yourself out of it as the actual artist, and then you as the DJ so or as just a, a listen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you just hear it. And for a minute, you'd be like, "Oh shit!" You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it. it, it well, I'm I sure get you, that. you have, but you have to have time. I think like you have to have distance away from it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because like, while you're working on it, while I'm working on stuff, like I, I hate can't. It. Right. I'm like, oh my god. But I hate I'm it. certain that you make records that younger you would want to buy as a consumer, or correct? Mm-hmm. Do you not make rhymes that you wish? Your 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 id would like like uh-huh. like now you mean like like well, now just like in general or... I I thought that was the whole goal of a musician to make the stuff you want to hear make the stuff that you would buy as a music fan. oh absolutely yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 making the stuff that you want to hear and pretty much well at least for me just making the stuff that uh you know the stuff that I felt was missing like a record that man I wish I could buy this record. I make the record that I want to buy, mm-hmm. and uh, but but I think it only gets to that point for me. Like kind of going back to what Tip was saying, while you're working on it, yeah, it's, it's I hell. don't listen to none of it. Yeah, it's like like I don't I haven't listened to this out. Like I when I put it out, I don't listen to it. And the only time the only time I'll go through it is if I'm DJing, mm-hmm. I'll listen to this shit. Um, because I really try to stay away from playing my own shit, <clears throat> but. When you're reading a crowd, or if you're in a play, you know sometimes you may hit a little bit of it, and then it, and then you see it work. You see your work in the context of other people's in a club, mm. just to bring it back to the DJ mm. thing, and it makes you go ah. Oh. What was the last record that you played of yours in the club, and you was like ah? Oh, what the same feeling? What I, you what? played? What you played? What? <laughs> yeah, word. Wow. Yeah. See now that's weird. I have a rule against playing our shit. Because every time I play the root shit, is the fastest floor. It's to go it, to the get a drink. I call myself. It's like, <laughs> I call myself. Right, right. Yeah, I don't. I don't lean on. I don't lean on our shit either. Speak and spin. But no. But I'm saying they got already. It's already established that you're the establishment of that level. Like, you know, there's at least five tribe songs that are the Mount Rushmore go-to right. songs mm-hmm. of a party starter. So even when you were DJing, like, is it embarrassing to play, what's the Captain Obvious one? Like, scenario? I don't play none of the obvious shit. So even when you were DJing in, let's say, 1993, and uh-huh. you put scenario on, knowing the motherfuckers going to go out their mind, like, is this still, like, a weird thing? Like, is it Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't do that. I can't do that. I'll, I'll, I'll play... Oh, you'll something play some like, obscure shit? I'll play something more if like especially if it's like a I have a groove going or whatever. Like let's say, okay, so what is somewhere like hundred and five BPM or some shit? I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> do what, what, what? <laughs> no, I was gonna Do it, do it, do it, do it. I was gonna say you you would probably play uh uh, Sir footprints. Duke? Uh, uh no footprints. Oh, oh footprints, okay. I feel like you would play footprints. A a not I used to play footprints. club song, <laughs> but okay. You you taught me this term. Pardon my French. Nigga Jones. Nigga, 
He taught me that term. He's just like, it's like, it's, that's the secret. Like, the music's smooth, but the Drums. beat is so cracking and hard and just hard. Like, it's 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 like Freddie Fox punching you okay. in the nose. It's mm. I, with the smoothest dudes. shit over yeah. on top right. of it. While, like, Celine <laughs> Dion Wait, sings why? to you. In <laughs> my head, why was Freddie Fox? Yeah, the hip hop. Nah, I like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, damn it. To, like, be. Yo! All right. <laughs> Or yeah. getting a pound from Buster Rhymes, you know. Right. Like, it's, yeah, no, when Buster picks you up, it's, you got to hide your hands. Like him and, <laughs> no, like D. Him, him and D'Angelo, D. him and D'Angelo are the two D has the super worst, grip. Like, he pulls your finger, like, Arsenio finger. But see, like, D is oh, a relentless. D will do it all night for two hours. <laughs> yeah, oh, ever since. Primo says Yo, the same thing. He like, has oh. the same story. <laughs> Like he adapt you every I'm two sorry. minutes. I, no more. I agree. No, D and Buster, the reason why I get pounds now oh, because right. they will pull your joints out of sockets, giving you a pound so hard. <laughs> Test your manlyhood. It's just nah, it's just, it just pounds, hurts. man. It it does. Um oh, Jesus. I I feel like each album is like nine hours worthy of Right, right. Yeah, so no, we gotta, any, we gotta any, go. any any people's instinctive questions I missed? Um well, I mean, I'm trying to think. I just remember this funny you played the description of a fool because that was the first time I can recall my uh, older cousin of mine pointing out to me that it was a sample because I didn't know I didn't know the Roy A's record, mm -hmm. and I remember him playing ah oh, you know the typical old school ah oh, well, all y'all do is steal all the y'all boy y'all stealing that's still I'm like let me say something like, about that oh shit about this whole sample shit speak on it please. I mean, and you guys know this. I mean, this fucking 12 notes, <laughs> you know. Right. And it's like you have different varying degrees of voicings and shit that you could use. So everybody has sampled. It, you, Private Joy by Prince. Yeah. Okay. Could you play that real quick just a little bit? We're not, not allowed, allowed to. to. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm so, sorry. All right. Do you have uh, Frankie Valley? Who loves you, pretty baby? Not Are you allowed my, to? Okay, okay. Yeah, wait, but wait, you ain't got no Frankie Valley in your Serato. <laughs> 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 nice reference. Nice reference. <laughs> but and my point is, is that it's the same voicings, just mm. different keys. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if you listen to them back to back, it's the same shit. Like it's like you, people. You know, you all right. I'm playing it. Oh, I it's Frankie Valley. Yes, this is uh, Who Loves You by Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Just a highlight and illustrate my idea. Damn, <laughs> yeah. it's private joy. Wow, <laughs> I didn't realize oh that. Till this he's Sam, <laughs> now nah, he is. Yeah, that's private joy. That is private joy. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, you know what I mean? I never realized that till now. It's like that That shit goes on. Some people can rearrange and revoice certain chords. And 
you know, you know, reapproach the, the the melodies and stuff like that. But sampling is something that has been done for how many how many times you've heard the chord changes from Cherokee in regular shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's such yeah. a stupid music theory. Yeah, when y'all were mm-hmm. um in terms of uh you were talking about Juju, it's funny that you mentioned that because I always it makes total sense now hearing it that you and Juju ran together because I always thought, like to use a Stranger Things reference, I always thought that the Beat Nuts first album was like the upside down version of Midnight Marauders. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, that, like was, that was a real Black Sheep album. Oh man, it was no, dead ass. Dead ass real. So, they, I you love go. that. There you, go. there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> But yo, you're right. You're right I, about I that. Love, I, I love, I love, I love. Yo, they, they, they don't get their props, man. Never. They, their fucking albums are always yes. fucking crazy. Yeah. There's no album that doesn't have like. Yo, when I first heard that How? fucking that Diamond Bird shit, that a doom do 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 Called the Fabulous Fleas, you know, know. me, Paz, Juju. <laughs> How far did fabulous! that go? <laughs> fabulous! Fleas! How far did that go? We and did. why didn't it materialize? I don't know. We had two records. <laughs> Wait, what? Wow. We had two so they records. exist, you actually made? Yeah. Two? Wow. Yeah, uh, shout out to Paz, and I'm still waiting for my Fabulous Fleas. Uh, Paz has a lot of shit. Yes, he does. He has a lot. I, I DJed his wedding for free to get some fleas. <laughs> Yo, he has a lot of stuff. He does. He is. He's adorable. on the low. He's like. So, um, yeah, that was the. That was, you know, Juju, man, and Light, and Less, sorry. Um, and. I remember when Fashion was with them for the first couple of joints, right? Fashion cool joined in the fashion. second. Because was Fashion on the first one? He was on the first one. It was the first one. three, And then he right? left after. No, no, no. He was two. on the EP, and then he was on the album, and then he left when they did Street Level. That's right. Because he did the God Connections album. That's right. That's they had right. a couple of joints on yeah. too. Fashion is dope. Yeah. yeah. When and, you talk um, about um, sampling, I, one thing I wanted to ask you, like from Marauders to Beats, Rhymes, and Life, um, how did the sampling laws like? Did it was it harder to sample at that time? Because no. Beats Rhymes Life had a lot I more live stuff on it. Where you <laughs> <laughs> like fuck it. Well, you especially didn't pay attention because this record, yeah. like, I, I thought it was Bomb Squad territory. That was, <laughs> was like so much. I was like, how do they clear? Right, how do they clear all this shit. Yeah, the laugh, well, thriller, and shit. I was like, speaking of which, uh, 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 sir, come on, yes, sir. Um, it is time. For uh, <laughs> it's time for a moment. Get your pen, get your paper. That's why I gave you a pen and paper. I know. Uh, we're going through round one of. Uh-oh. Bitch, you guessed it. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. To be fair, because I wasn't fair to Pete Rock when he did it. Still dancing over there. Still. Here we go. Uh, I'm gonna test your gangster. Sorry. I'm gonna test your gangster on samples. My gangster and guile. Yeah, I'm gonna play. I'm you. not. I'm gonna lose this horribly. No, you're not. No, you're not. And because I'm gonna give it to you twice. 
I'm, I'm not gonna, that I'm good. Gonna pl- I'm going to play you a, a, a slew of samples. Okay, come on. Ten samples. All right. And you name them. Eh, shit. You I'm ready? lose, y'all. No, you got it. You can do, do better <laughs> than me. So all come on. Come on. Here we go. I'm going to do this for you twice. Okay. Here's the first round. Name these ten. You might want to have a pen because they're going to come quick. Oh, shit. Like that. Okay. <laughs> you ready? Yes, sir. Part one. Here we go. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Tip is singing. He's not, He's not writing. writing. Oh, wow. <laughs> there you go. Here's oh. your song. The last one is my favorite song. I'm not going to, I'm never going to win. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you got to get closer to, close to the mic. I'm not going to win. I got this too much. You, you it's too quick. Up. You didn't even try. He's yeah, because again. I was like, I'm not going to do this. This is too crazy. He's going to hit play. <laughs> no, this is, this, is, this, is, this is a staple. Okay, come this on. This is a staple All right. of. All right. Bitch, you guess it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I'll I'm give ready. it to you one more time. And you I got to write these. This fa- Amir, right, just write the artist. what the just fuck? <laughs> Everybody <laughs> write as quick as you. And, just like, write, write the song. artist down. You don't have to write know, the song. I know he concocted this shit, oh, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on, now. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you guessed it. It's fun. <laughs> All right, come on. All, All right. From Music Geniuses. Ready? Yeah. All right, just name the artist. Don't know. I know that. Don't know. Oh, Eddie fuck you know. Yes, you do. <laughs> you know this. I don't know. Don't know. It's not enough for me. Eddie Kendricks. <laughs> okay. Um. 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 Um, 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 is that Marvin Holmes? No. In the Uptighters? Yep. Uh, 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 That's uh, Hamilton Bohannon. That's uh, Brenda Russell. Uh, we missed uh, Tyrone Davis in the movie. Tyrone Davis. Brick Fun. Brick yep. Fun, yes. Yeah. And uh, oh, the, the Art Farmer, Soul Sides. Yeah. Uh, Beat okay. does use that for Lick the Pussy. That was right. the, in the movie. Right. Exactly. right. Well, that's right. when he missed right. that. The Night Lighters. Uh, night Lighters, there you go. And uh, Detroit <laughs> Emeralds was. Detroit Emeralds. All right, so you sort of guessed it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's called yeah yeah you you, you give you, me another one. Do you have another? Oh another yeah, we, I got give advanced, me Pete's. Give me Pete's. No, I got advanced rounds. You, we'll oh. get you a little bit later. Okay. You got advanced <laughs> rounds. Give right. you a breather. All right, y'all. You know what season it is? Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Uh, Well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. 
I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, did you, were you satisfied? Were you satisfied with, how did you feel the general reception was for the debut record going uh, into the second record? Like, did you feel like uh, I had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder mm. coming from the, of like who did Chuck you... Eddie Rolling Stone, the three star mm. review? I was just like, I never, yeah, fuck you, yeah. motherfucker. And then that's when I slowly but surely got on my diet, of which I'm now practicing of trying not to, you know, look at any kind of articles, or any kind of reviews, anything at all, good, bad. I don't want to hear nothing. Because, you know... You and I took it personal. That's I, weird. It's not even my record. And I... To this day, Chuck is on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing. Uh-huh. He, he... Him and Alan Light mm-hmm. profusely apologized to you for... They I, did? I never... When? I'm literally... I hear on, it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame board. So mm-hmm. basically, the Rolling Stone editors of the 80s and the 90s are in the same room. Trust me. They realized that them reviewing hip-hop 10 years ago was the equivalent of, of vegetarians reviewing... The a fried veg- chicken contest. Exactly. Well, they yeah. need to make a statement then because that's in a room. Close. No, I, I, even with Alan... With, with Alan Alan Light has regrets over America's Most Wanted. Chuck Eddy has regrets over people's... He said it was uh, the the least danceable hip-hop album. Dude, when I read it, I was just... Because I got the source review. (coughs) Tribe's Tribe's debut record was the first album to get a five-mic review in the source uh, in the summer of, 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 of 90. And... They, because I had it already, they were saying everything I felt. I was like, wow, this is like uh, real critics actually are reviewing. That's when I realized, like, oh, the source might be onto something, mm-hmm. being like our Bible. Mm-hmm. But then, because I was collecting all those Rolling Stone um, reviews on the back of the, uh, who's the main review? It was someone else that I, I think, was it Neil Young? Mm. I don't know if it was Freedom. Whatever it was, Tribes was the thing on the back. And I was just like, how can critics be so out of touch? And then I realized, oh, there's a double standard between hip-hop experts and rock experts. Sound like Solange and Brandy. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What well, happened with them? I'm well, unclear. Well, no, Solange uh, gave just due to Brandy's work um, and kind of a... 
the the pitchforkian uh, or John of of John Caramonica. Yeah, John Caramonica. I can never times. get his. I don't even know if I said it right. I think I think yeah, you got it right. John Caramonica. You know, there, what there, did there, they there do? Was kind of, there was kind of like a, 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 a snarky. They said stop caping for brandy or something. Yeah, like a basically, a, right? Yeah, like, like a snarky, like, oh, what do you know about like real music? Like, Brandy's high art to you, <laughs> that sort of thing. And if it she, wasn't for Grizzly Bear, nobody would buy your record. Yeah, right. that shit. Oh shit! Yeah, exactly. So, but she did the slimes thing, got in their ass. And, <laughs> oh yeah, well you know. Yeah, exactly. So it's. I remember when she was talking to me about doing a record. She was mad about. She was so mad that it was a little bit unintelligible. So Dude. I didn't really know what. <laughs> what? So I was like, just like I was like, looking at her Dude. feet, like make she, sure the motherfucker stay on the ground. <laughs> right. So she proposed to you the idea of what the album was going to be before you guys started working. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. When she she came, that's the first thing. Like she's like, come by the studio, whatever. I want you to hear some ideas, see what's up, and then like. Then she gave me the pitch. And, <laughs> and Sanford's there, too. And I'm looking at Sanford like, help me. <laughs> wow, what was the word? Dang, now y'all got me wondering. Well, like, what the no, word. no, no. It was just like, she was, was just like, I wanna, yeah. I'm making a manifesto, and I'm tired of this shit. Yeah. You with me or not? <laughs> and I was word. like, two... Three and <laughs> falling away. <laughs> you're like, you're like this. Dude. <laughs> That's exactly. You're like, is that okay? Did I do okay? You're, you're joking, Fonte, but that's exactly <laughs> what the fuck I, I was saying. black man. Yeah, was she like, was oh, not God, playing when she made she this record. Yeah, she knew what she wanted and was like, she was not gripping me by the playing. neck like full force. In Crush Groove. Thank God. To oh, get that's dope. Thank God. That's so. dope. I love the records you did on her, too. That was one of my favorite joints. Thank you, man. That joint is dope, man. Her and I have about about 10 records together. 10, Damn. 15 records. Yeah, like, we've been working forever. On, on the last one, yeah. Yeah, we, and plus we were working on, on this okay. shit, and then she went to Raphael, and then at one point she came back to me. She came back to me. Um, But I've been working with Cilantro. I've always... Encouraged her to like go like she's like a dear 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 like that like we come come to the crib cook type shit like that's my sis right there and um I'm just really happy for her for her shit her shit is so how good is that album oh my god so fucking good man so good (laughs) and she I'm so happy for her you know because it's like like just not to to digress but you know obviously her sister is. Queen. Everything, right. Right. you know <laughs> what I mean, and it must be, you know, you know, yeah, nepo- nepotism aside, mm. it must be hard to be, but she's Your own voice. so Your own, yeah. fucking hit and nailed her own voice here Free. and stuck a foot in it, and it's just, I'm yeah. just, I'm just really happy for her, man. So happy for him. So happy. Well, that's why I wanted y'all clap with me, so it didn't sound like like that. So for you, it was like the the chip on your shoulder was Chuck, yo. W- wait till they get a load of me. I always I see. I didn't know if you read your your like if you read reviews or not. And so when you, came, I got another little chip after this one too, though. But I can't say what it is yet. But for low in theory, no for this new album. Yeah, woo! I don't know who reviewed it. Well, it's not you know it. I just all right. What's the name of the periodical? I, 
Okay. Does it start with a P? I kind of get mad. Okay. <laughs> is the this rating is the place good? For that. You're this is the place you can do that. Damn. Anyway, so All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because about three seconds, it's this. Sorry. <laughs> Murdering. Was it was it a magazine? Like was it a publication? Was it a, is it a peer? Was it like someone? It was like peer review kind That's of thing. Good questions. Mm. We it's all good, it. man. I'm just going to fuel it into the music. All right, for sure. There you, there you go. You better not let one monkey stop your show. I'm sorry. Was that an auntie moment? What? That was such an auntie moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> now, come along here, baby. Get some of this sweet potato pie. Yeah, sit down with auntie. You about to bring some chicken in here for us? Go on, bring some chicken. Cherry pie. So, so was, was, was there a meeting or a manifesto of like, what should we do this record? Or was it just like... For low end theory? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was, it was more like, come on, Fife, you know what I'm saying? And I was just like, yo, let's go. So like, did he, I was, it, was it that it was, he didn't feel? No, it was just. Like, even that, with the last record, like, should he have, was he late to a few sessions that, like, what song should have Fife been on, on, on the first album that he wasn't on that was just like, all right, well, you're not there, so. Um, probably go ahead and rain rhythm. Uh, he should have been on going the rain. Yeah, rhythm. Uh, wow. push it along. Mm. Was wait, a few. he's on that. No, he's which one of them? The no, it's time to decipher the situation. Oh yeah, wait. Is he on push? That's like push along. And yeah. Push it yeah, along. that's true. Push along. Oh, you true. made me think I was crazy. Right now, I, I, I mean, I mean, too. I mean, I mean, footprints. He should have been oh, on damn. that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was a couple, but um, when we got when we was gonna make Low End Theory, we was just like, we need more of you. With that, and we was just like, yo, now it's time to, to, you know, we put all the colors on the canvas with the first album. Now it's time to go, cubism, you know, <laughs> like sharp, you know distinct exact like show now we got to show our lines you know what i'm saying so it was more <clears throat> it was more about that and luckily the timing was just i mean it wasn't our time and it was just like the environment was kind of heading towards that um well, also so you guys like you broke it down more simple for the people Whereas, like, my idea of A Tribe Called Quest was definitely, like, whatever the back cover of the Bonita Apple Bum 12-inch was, mm-hmm. like, my version of Tribe is the abstract kind of artsy-looking kids or whatever. Whereas now, the same group is now on the Tariq side of the fence and just rocking. Because the first thing I noticed, I was like, oh, they're rocking champion. Right, yeah. right, right. We and started that. We kind of was doing that purposefully. I, I like, know by that, the time we saying, got to the "Cannot Kick It" video, we was like, okay, now we got to start. We got to start phasing it and fashioning, fashioning it to as a precursor. So you to wanted to look more like the people. Well, yeah. Well, we came out like the first album was like about. The first album was more about the, um, the spirit and more about. Um, just philosophically, kind of the thing, you know, the vastness, the all inclusiveness mm-hmm. nature of the record, you know, um, 
the idealism, the youthfulness, the naivete. Like, it was important, you know, much like if you look through phases of childhood, you know, it's important to keep a kid's imagination intact and and incited. And, you know, you definitely want to step in with certain lessons there, but you want to be more encouraging. So the spirit was more of a child spirit, whereas the Lowen theory was a little bit more of a coming of age, like I said, very specific, minimal, like, bare bones, like, stripped down. Like, that was, like, all purposeful, like, disgust designed. By the time we got to the Can I Kick a Video, you know, mixing a little bit of Kente cloth with polo. Right. Like, and then full-on by the time the album came. For me, one of the most important musicians on the low-end theory. Ron Carter? No. Uh, Bob Power. Oh, well, yeah. So how did, tell the story of how Bob came into, uh, uh, to be. We were working in the studio, Calliope, and um, Shane Farber was like the head engineer, right? Mm-hmm. There was this other cat there too. They were all kind of like, you know, rocker dudes, like real rock and roll, whatever. And um, it was a beautiful studio. Um and Shane was doing the Jungle Brothers. He was doing biz. He was, he was doing a lot, right? So we started to work on our shit. And this was the first album. And um, I remember Africa and them had to have a sub one day. Like Shane couldn't do the session, so there was a guy in the back who would do jingles. He had like the perfect mm. jingle voice and da da da. And um, well, well, before we get there. When you go into the lobby or into the front desk room of Calliope, they'd have all of their records that they that were done at the studio up mm-hmm. on the wall, twelve inches and shit. One of them being Stetsa Sonic Go Stetsa. That was one of the Latin Quarter staples. Mm-hmm. You know, when that shit would come on with those fucking drums rumbling, it was a fucking problem. If you had anything on nice, you would want to hold on to it. All of that shit. He's saying the harder the drums, can you play, the can more. Can you play a little bit of it, please? <laughs> Are you trying to insinuate that the harder the song, the more like dangerous, exciting? It yes, was? it was back then. And yes. it was exciting for them. Yes, it was exciting. Really? It was like yes, because you were in the DJ you know, booth. You know that, that that how do you say this? How does how do you say the GIF with the battle kid and he's standing with his yeah, glasses yeah, yeah, and right. it was like yes, and everybody's like, oh, right. yeah. <laughs> where do you that? find that? How do you find that GIF? Because I look for that GIF and can't. I don't know what you call it. I, I don't know. Battle what you call rap. It. Really? Yeah, battle rap. Yeah. Ghostetsa. So you heard Ghostetsa by Stetsa Sonic in the Latin corner. Woo! So this yeah. was like your smells like Team Spirit. <laughs> this, this was your smells like Team Spirit at at the Latin quarter. That record was so crazy that it inspired them to make uh, this other crew came out, the Mighty Mike Masters. You ever hear that? No. It was like an answer record to go stats kind of. And that shit is banging too. Freddie Mike, Freddie being Mighty Mike Masters. The Mighty Mike Masters. Yeah, that's What's shit the name was, of the song? I think it's called Word. It's <laughs> just Word? Yeah. I'm the real McCoy. I'm the real Playboy. I'm a ladies' man. Look at me for a tour. You remember that? 
He's from a tough city. No. He's from yeah. Ah. Uh oh. Right. Aaron Fuchs <laughs> alert. Oh yeah. That's Aaron Fuchs alert. <laughs> turn it up. Turn it. Up. Aaron Fuchs alert. Aaron's Arnie Palmley alert. Oh, oh, I've heard this. Yeah. Okay. Out, out, out. That's daylight out, sampling. Out. These yeah. drums yeah. on swing a little kid. Hey, 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 hey. This isn't a compression on this. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event. What year? What year is this? What year is that? Pumpkin was on drums. Pumpkin's a motherfucker, uh-huh. boy. Pumpkin uh, was the house drummer of Enjoy Records, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Uh, ah. Okay. What, what, uh, what, uh, Keith LeBlanc and Doug Wimbush were Sugar Hill Records. Uh-huh. Pumpkin. Right. I always wanted to know where these drums came from on Swing a Little King That's because really I thought this was a Prince, like, this is like a Prince Ball beat to me. Like every Prince Ball beat in my mind is this. Is that? <laughs> and I thought he programmed it. I'm not saying that. What studio was that done in? Uh, the information is not here. Wow. I wonder if that was done. Freddie B and the Mighty Mac, Mike Masters, born Aaron Fuchs' Tough City, Tough 1986. 86, wow. okay. It was crazy. So, Bob, so I looked, I, looked, I was like, wow, Stetsa, because I remember always looking at the credits and it said recorded and mixed by Bob Power. Mm. Jump cut to. You know, the sub is in there, and it's the engineer for Africa and them for a session on Done by the Forces, I think. And um, You know the song? I can't remember. can't remember. I was about to say, it has to be... Doing our own thing? No, JB's... Uh, oh, JB's coming through? Hard. It could be, because that's one of the... It to was me, the hardest, yes. It's one of the... T- in terms of arrangements for hip-hop songs, it's, it's either the first or the second for me. Like... Like JB's coming through, you listen to the fucking arrangement on that record. Yes. And what's going on? That shit is like a queen record. Yes. It's insane. It's criminal. It's criminal. Fucking insane. That was not even considered the first single off. I feel like if that came first. Oh my God. Before Beyond This World. Yes. Oh my God. They would have. I agree. Shit. And And I like Beyond This World. And the video of that shit could have made a. Different. different. <laughs> yeah. It could have made a difference. Yeah. I swore it was going to be like. I mean, that shit is to this day. It's like. Yeah, because that was never an official single, was it? No. And then the fucking. No, no, no. It was. It was. Because it was? the B side is what Pharrell based uh, nothing on for Nori. Da, 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 the George Michael father figure. Ah. That was his Nori. That was his. But that fucking jungle. So anyway, so they, so this guy is like this engineer guy is like recording vocals on Africa, and he's like Africa's rapping, rap, 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 rap. He messes up, then the engineer goes, "Oh, that's okay. I think that take was good. Did you want to get another one? Are you ready to do another one?" And Af is like. Who the fuck is this motherfucker? <laughs> He's like, okay, clear, stand by. Like he was just okay, clear. It's like this motherfucker sound like a fucking uh, a airline pilot or some shit. He would say or whatever the fuck, right? So, 
I liked his efficiency. I liked the fact that he was just like on it and just accommodating and nice because Shane was a little old rocker guy. No, he was a little yeah. rough, a little right. rough, a little rough. Not old rocker guy, but he started because he had a few hits. Yeah. He was doing the money shit. He was feeling himself. Right. You know what I'm saying? In the most unlikely space with a bunch of black kids. <laughs> so now he's balling. He's feeling himself. He's feeling himself. And Bob was just like, okay. I was like, so then we had to have the session. We were supposed to use Shane, and Shane couldn't do it because I guess Shane was in Costa Rica balling. So then he's like, well, the we re- have the Bob. regretful vacation. <laughs> Yo. Man. So then Bob Power was available. I was like, wait a minute, Bob Power. Is yeah. that the guy who was doing the Jungle Brothers session two days ago? And the guy who did, and he was like, yeah. I was like, book him. And that was it. Wow. That was it. Ever since then. Ever since then. He told that exact same story. Yes, from he his, did. his perspective. Bob was our second guest on the show. Yeah, it was amazing. Really? Literally that exact same that story. That record, that's, that's the Sonic record, that was it. And yeah. I was like. That's exactly what he said. And about. I saw him work. Because he and I, like, that's how, like. I wonder if Shane regrets <laughs> it now. Like, in hindsight. <laughs> it would have been take, different. If he I didn't mean, take that vacation, like. Shane could have been on so much hip hop history. What did he because, end up doing, Shane? Um, like records that he ended up working on. He I did saw just his a name friend on biz. Some stuff, he did yeah. just a friend. He, he did, did stuff. Moni's in the middle. He did. But for a lot of the mid nineties, late nineties generation cats, mm-hmm. like we all read the mm-hmm. engineer credits to our favorite records, and it was like Bob Power, try Bob Power, De La Soul, Bob Power. So that's who we rolled with. Like we wanted. The person that sounded crisp and clean. Mm-hmm. So, how how many mixes would you go through? And I know how meticulous Bob is as an engineer, mm-hmm. but for the low end theory, to get the bass frequency that fucking loud, <laughs> and to get the snare drum that like, to get the 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 bass frequencies that you guys use, and the snares that you guys use, and the voices, and you guys don't have Chuck D preacher voices so to get 33 and a third of the bass with the kick the snare to punch through and your voices which aren't teddy pendergrass come here woman uh, it's none of that shit that was good Thank <laughs> you. i'm from philly that scared me I'm from philly. <laughs> but i'm just saying what was what was the mixing process like i mean how much damage did y'all do to well, I know, first of all, if, if you know Bob Power, he never uses the big speakers. So that's even, like, he mixes everything on, like, clock radio status, wow. like, the worst speaker. Well, cause these, so we can, so everybody can hear it. Right, right. If, you, if it sound good on that, it'll sound good on everything. That was his big rule, th- like, and I, I, I to this day, he's so right. Because if you could, if you could... Mm-hmm. If, if you could put it through phone. here and you hear everything and it's an articulation, then you know that you're... 75, 80% there. Yeah. And he would always say, so being that you can hear everything, then it's about what, you know, the person, what kind of personality you wanted to have. Like, so if, if, if it's going for this or that. He, he leans more to what's naturally there sonically. You know what I mean? Like, so how did y'all achieve that? Because as simple as the record sounds, drums, bass, voice, mm-hmm. minimum samples, that is some hard shit to achieve to be that loud. It's it's louder than the average hip hop record. Like you take an album like Nation of Millions, 
Yeah, and put yeah, which is crammed with everything, and it's a but sonic it's assault. not really loud though. It's but it's not, not loud. Super, it's not it's, heavy. It's light. It's it's loud in the in the high end sense of the word. But do you feel like it has a lot of compression? Takes a nation moon a lot, right? Yes. And so it, how did you guys falsified loudness? How did you guys cheat that? Because that's some hard because shit Bob to... because Bob. I mean, his thing is about placement too. Like a guitar should kind of naturally be in like anywhere. If it's a rhythm guitar, it should naturally be in kind of like a, you know, low mid, the, the bottom end of a low mid. So anywhere from like 300, mm-hmm. you know, up to kind of maybe like... Bob well, was so scientific with this. You know, two. Right. You know, it should be there. And then the bass has its section, like, depending. On it. He was more about the natural placement of music and vocals and the sections of it, not too much compressions. And he really liked to use a lot of, you know, going through, like, we, we worked on that, the, on the low end there, you worked on the, the, uh, the John Lennon Eve. That was mm. in Battery. What? Mm. Yeah, that was in Battery. Damn, that was before my time. Yeah, that was in bad. That was in Studio B. Really? Mm-hmm. So we did a lot of shit going through that Neve. And then we wind up mixing an A on, on the SSO. So the actual recording of it, the shit I was giving him, the sources I was giving him. Yeah, so you would record through. that battery mm-hmm. on in the B room? Yeah. Damn. Do yep. you miss going to battery? Just to feel I enough? do. I do. Yeah, man. It was fun. It was yeah, fun. Like when did y'all go? Because y'all was record. We started December of ninety three. Mm-hmm. So what's weird was okay, but the so, first joint y'all did y'all did home right? Well, we did organics home at, yeah. at some spot uh, in Nepal. That sounded Nepalist great. Studios. Well, that was like in a garage. We didn't know what we were doing. So all of Christmas of nineteen ninety three, and this before automation. This is on two inch tape. Right. So like. You know, I would regretfully, like, the guys would get mad at me if I'd say, like, okay, I want to echo on this part. Da, 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 da. Which would mean that Bob would rewind, rewind. And, you know, when you rewind the tape, that's already 90 seconds worth of time. Now, mm-hmm. we're trying to perfect it. Any any request I had of Bob Power was a 20-minute exercise. <laughs> so we're taking... Eight to nine hours per song yeah. per day, yeah. and you know, yeah. but we we were used to just knocking shit out. Like, okay, now our song's done, but now it's like, but Bob explained like this is the meticulous process, and then he'd be like, "Guys, through. I need some quiet. If you guys want to talk, please, guys, you can go <laughs> another room." Uh, Did boss, you hear that a lot? Did you hear that a lot? He said that a lot. Boss Bill, there. Boss Bill has alerted me to the fact that what's the website? All music. Oh, um, Discogs? Like, or Discogs. Oh, yeah, Discogs. Yeah. When you go to Discogs mm-hmm. and you look up someone's information, um, because I gave Bob a new uh, moniker title for each song, it would be like, mixed by Bob, guys, you really must take this in the break room, power. He has over, uh, he has <laughs> over like 60 <laughs> alias credits. <laughs> guys, really, I left you guys some food in the fridge. Go check it out while I mix this song. Like, literally. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bob was... Uh, you it must be quiet. There was no like none of that, none of the shit that I thought was going to happen when you make a rap record like girls and <laughs> parties and all that stuff. None of that was going on at root sessions. Like we were quiet and 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 focused. Guys, I just need a little bit of quiet, please. That sounds and then like, like a- Tip, why don't you come in and take a look? You know, I. 
You know, I know Zingy. Right, <laughs> you know right, exactly. <laughs> he would talk you down. And, and a non-condescending. Yeah. In a way, you feel like, yeah, you are doing this for the greater good, Pop. <laughs> okay, let me take all this weed and hookers in the next <laughs> one. Yeah, right, 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 right. All right, y'all. You know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Uh, well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Well, at this rate, I'll be lucky to That's get it. the Midnight Marauders. Yeah, we got to get Midnight Marauders now. Let's get, come on. All right. So look. <laughs> so look. Uh, uh, for me, I know this is action. nerd facts, but it should be noted. It should be noted that uh, I feel like the scenario remix ushered in. <laughs> well, the the chopping of the chopping of Blind Alley and what it represented, I felt like that was the most influential move that you guys did as producers, because mm. pretty soon. When cats heard Blind Alley chopped in a way. Okay, I'm speaking of the emotions. The emotions, emotions. Blind Alley. Uh, Ain't no half stepping. Being, the, the, yeah, been, Rump Shaker. Mm-hmm. Rump Shaker, yeah. All Everybody. these songs. Shout out to Marley. Being, and you brought it back for Phony Rappers on, uh, mm-hmm. on B. Mm-hmm. Right. I love right. that right. fucking song. Right. I love Thank that you, man. So to, to chop it up in a way in which I feel like producers were like, wait a minute. We don't have to play the complete four bar phrase of a drum. We can now chop stuff in half. Yeah, that that you know and what? Can I, just to interrupt, that happened on Check the Rhyme actually, because I remember having this conversation with um, Large. Because mm-hmm. prior to this, and this is not like me trying to do my own none of that shit, but just on some like producer shit, geeky whatever. But I remember having a conversation with Large Professor, and I was like, yo. Those drums on the EPMD album, you know that EPMD song. Um, uh, it was the Hydra Right. It was on their album, right? And they had the whole loop just playing. And I had the I had the record, and I remember just 
Wait, you? That's I remember. Yo, I remember just <gasps> playing it, and I was like, "Yo, Paul." Yo, yo, I could just get half a bar of these drums, they're naked right here, and I can extend it. He was yo. like, what you mean? I was like, yo, listen. And it was like, Forgive me, y'all. I said I wasn't going to do this, but. <laughs> <laughs> Hydra! Oh. Hydra by Grover Washington Jr. Oh. Just to, no, yeah. And then I just took an extra, and then I took an extra <laughs> kick off of the mini Ripperton yeah, and just, put it in. I was like, "Yo, look at this kick!" Just translate for me, y'all, because I'm, I'm just having a moment. Yeah, that was the first time. Fucking Hydra. Yeah. Nah, if you could take I, half I of a it. half a half a bar, like it wasn't that wasn't being done. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like you would get the loop and loop it, or you'd have a program still to that point. But to realize that you could just get a little fucking piece and extend it, I was like, oh, shit. Damn. Now let's check the rhyme. It, it was so weird that you said that because when you said check the rhyme, I was going to say, well, that doesn't count, count it because no one knows what those drums are anyway. Uh, I, yeah, we knew them all along. Dude. <laughs> all right. Philadelphia Zone, a Grover Washington Jr. AKA Boss Bill. Let's go. <laughs> side note. <laughs> side side note. Uh, Lewis Johnson of the Brothers Johnson is playing bass on bass on this. Ah, wow. and Steve, you are the uh, the the master of all things Creed Taylor. Uh, oh, yes, Kudu. Yes. What what album is it? Hydra. Um, Isn't it feeling so, so good? good? Yeah. yeah. Feel so good. Mm. Papa love it. Oh, I hear it in the Papa love it. When does it? Wanna play Check the Rhyme? I will. I would still love to flip it to show our listeners exactly how it was made. But, uh, you know. it, if I can hear it, they can hear it. Because you know my Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you couldn't hear Poison. <laughs> oh, man. If Auntie Ears can hear it. Yo, where was, um, Creed, where was Creed Taylor's studio at? Creed Taylor's studio. The CTI, like where did he I cut? Mean, Rudy Van Gelder. Oh, he so, cut it. He yeah. cut it in Inglewood. Everything there, yeah. All that CTI shit was cut. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I, I would do that. <laughs> All right, just for tip, I'll do it right now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I forgot what I was looking for. Check the room. The Kudu stuff too, mainly over there. Some stuff at Electric Lady, actually. I, I realized I mean, that it should be a museum. The reason why it was taking me so long was because I, mean, I forgot that rhyme was spelled R H I M E. They cut Love Supreme in that room. They cut, wow. they cut all that blue, blue Note, you know, all Blue yeah. Note. You hear yep. it? I hear it. Uh, yeah. Boom, boom, that. Boom, boom, that. It's fucking amazing. Um, speaking of speaking of that, speaking, speaking of, of the remix, oh, yeah. Speaking of the remix, uh, where did Hood come from? Uh, Hood was um, from around my way. Um, you know, Street Kid he was in and out of group homes. He was really trying to get it together, and I was looking forward to working with him because, kind of predating, you know, a Red Man 
or B.I.G. Like, I thought that, like, he kind of occupied something that I hadn't heard in a while. Like, a real, real street energy that was now, but it was just real, like, he has some rhymes, man. He was dope. And, unfortunately, I was the only, he was from Hollis. That was the only joint that he got to do. He didn't even get to see that come out. Oh, damn. How long uh, was his demise after? Well, after we did the record, he was murdered, I think, the week after. Damn. Jesus. Okay, so how many versions of Scenario are there? And why did it go through so many drafts before we wound up with the final version that we have? I think there's like one, which is original, two. Do you know who was on each version? Three. No, I know there's a ver- there's one version where it's us again with there's what there's actually four there's the rigid there's the one that's out then there's another pe- version with all of us who are on the record with just different placement and different little versions. So same, there's a different where Buster doesn't end the song and he does. Yeah, it's something, something different. It was a rough about it. I don't know if he end, didn't end it, okay. but I know it's a different rap a little bit. Then there's another version with Jerobi and Pass oh, on wow. it. And then Chris I, Lighty, right? That, then there's another version with Drez, Paz, and Chris Lighty. Damn. <laughs> Wow. Was, How did y'all decide what was on the what mind the final state? Was this was? like, this is our moment, Let, let's not mess this up? Or... I already knew that it was going to be the first one. So but, the album version is the first one? Yeah, I already knew that that was going to be it. But... Wait a minute, let me make sure this is straight. The version that's on the album yes. was done completely as we know it. Um, and you're saying that there was a discussion like, uh, we could do better. We did that, and I kind of knew what it was, but everybody was in there and heard it and heard about it. was like, yo, I'm going to come by rum on it. Oh, everybody so was, was like, like yes, yeah, so okay, I was just like. So here's the other million-dollar question, and you know what's coming. Hmm. Why wasn't De La on ever, any Tribe records? And a war tour doesn't count. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I or, wanted or the, was first, the first, the first, the well, the first fantasy in our minds. No, that, no, 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 no. The first thing I wanted to do, I had a record called Native Tongues for the first album, mm. and it sampled uh, "Pride and Vanity" by Ohio All players. players yeah. I still have the beat, actually, but um, and I played it. I I told Daylight and Jungle, I was like, "Come by, I got the I got the record for all of us." And then I had like on Instinctive Travels. Shit. Right? And so then I was playing it and Possum was like, you know, Mercy, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> listening to it, doing all that shit. Dave was just to see it. So, and then, because when we walked in, when they walked in, we were working on Mr. Muhammad. Oh, man. And it was the first time he heard it. And he was like, I was like, yo, that. That's hype. That's the hype. That's the hype. He kept saying. That's like, yo, but let me play you the beat for Native Tongue. And it's all like, do, 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 do,
No, we're going to rob him on the other one. Word. I was like, nah, that's Mr. Maras Ali's joint. Nah, y'all not robbing on that. It's this one. Nah, fuck that. We're going to rob on the other one. Come on, y'all. Come on, Paz. Come on. Come on, let's do it. Um, we robbing on the other one. We robbing on the other one. And I was looking at him. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, this is, y'all ain't rhyming on that. So they never. Oh. So they never happened. Oh. So that one never happened. Then, well, uh, I mean, Ham and A's, but that doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't count. Ah, man. I was, that was the one chance, I believe, other than the war tour and the, the scenario things, you know? Because, like, every native tongue entry has their own native tongue posse cut on it. And it never happened on a tribe record. And I was, yeah. All right. So midnight. Mm. There's a there's a version of midnight mm-hmm. with ad rock on it. Mm. The night is on my mind. Yeah, but it, before yeah. it was even that, yeah. it was just a beat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm rhyming over that. I got wow. I just found that shit. Uh, the George Duke joint. Mm-hmm. What album? Ah, don't make you make me figure Feel, out what it is. Is it uh, is or, the aura will prevail? The aura will prevail. Ah, uh, is it? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, I, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you found it? Well, I knew I was on it because it felt familiar. I didn't figure out which chords I'll use, but it was just. Who was the voice for the tour guide? Yes. Um, rest in peace, Laurel Dan. She just passed last year. Oh man, she was um the she was the production coordinator at Jive. Sweet lady, like just super nice and oh man, was she, she was black, so white, white, white. She was white, white okay. yeah, but she was super cool, man. Like she deserved a tribute, I feel like. Yo, <laughs> ma'am. She was dope. And how did y'all EQ her voice to make it sound like that? What did you know, we do? just wanted to make it sound like a computer or a phone right. or something like that. Something that was just that didn't fuck with the other frequencies and shit, mm-hmm. you know. This is the voice on your own. Yeah, I remember writing all of that shit out for her and telling her, say it like this. No, no, say it like this. And I was like, okay, now, Bob, you got to chop it. I know, I know, Tip. I know, I know. So he was like, this is Tip, going real. To, I was like, all excited. I was more excited about that than anything else on the record. I was like, okay, now you got to chop it. Now you got to make it Tip, I know, Tip. <laughs> And he's chopping. This is on real. That is chopping hard it, to chopping it. compute. How how do you do that? Yeah, like he's chopping it. Like you mean like on actual real? He's chopping her voice. That was done on tape. Mm. Yeah, so he would say, "Oh no 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 no." I gotta ask Bob. I can't remember. I want to say it was either done tape, or it was a sam- or it was samples. Uh, and I would fire off the sample, then fire off the sample for the next phrase. Like, mm-hmm. I am on the front of your album cover. And then yeah, you're about to, you know, um, a tribe called Quest. Yes. You know, uh-huh. I think it was that. Cute tip. Yeah. yeah. Was that the first time? So you carried that uh, that graphic over into the Beats, Rhymes, and Life cover. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to ask you this. Yeah, who is that person? Or... Yeah, no, uh, nah, that was it. That was it. I'm sorry. Who, no, 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 you, no, you was kind of completing it, right? <laughs> who was that person? And also, my my theory, or how I always interpreted the Beats, Rhymes, and Life cover, um, to me, it looked like, 
because this is around the time this is like Biggie, Pac, like all that shit was going on. And it just looked like hip hop was just kind of in a state of emergency. And, you know, so you had like the the red, black and green, the figure was crying and the city was burning. And um, to me, it just that's what it represented. It represented hip hop kind of falling apart. And there, I mean, it was just like the beat rhymes in life period. Um, it was an odd time. It was a little dark. It was because I guess Fife and I were having our issues, and I converted to Islam, and then I met Dilla, and just meeting him was just like a bright spot. And bringing him in on the record, and I bought Consequence on the record. So I guess everybody started feeling threatened. And my whole thing was like, come on, you know, I was all this old happy go, like, no, it's a tribe. Everybody can come on, yo, hey, you know, and I don't think everybody was feeling that. <laughs> um, but uh, I just wanted to kind of like be more expansive. I felt like, you know, the way that hip hop was starting to shift even though we weren't necessarily following the same course per se, I still wanted to put something in there that still represent, still represented like a growth, if you would, or some sort of like, you know, new elements, just we're changing in our own way, you know, uh, the same, at the same time that the, the genre is changing. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it just brought, it was a lot of stuff that wasn't discussed, wasn't clear. Um, but you know, people put us on this pedestal at the time, critically and all this shit, so. Sorry about that. But I mean, but y'all had released like three perfect albums before, so it's kind of like, I mean, you can understand where that pedestal came from. I mean, it was a, I would say it was a well-deserved pedestal. No. Well, I, you know, after that first <laughs> <laughs> I made those records. Legendary. Wait a minute. Why are we skipping a record? Like we No, we not we going we I was just asking a question. I was just He was talking about the figurine me. and what it what it represents. <laughs> <laughs> wait, before we go to the dark place, wait, go to the happy place. <laughs> Tip Explain this. Tell me this story. Alright, I'm gonna play I'm gonna play this for it. I'm gonna play I'm gonna play you this and you explain what this means to you. This is Don't Walk Away by Jade on Questlove Supreme. <laughs> it's enjoyable though, you in the concubine. <laughs> I'm the one with the braces. Of course, no Gotta let that rock, gotta let that rock. You gotta let it rock. You gotta let it rock. Come on, come on. Now, will you play this in your uh, DJ set? Uh, there, you there's, a reason, what? there's a reason why I'm playing this, ladies and gentlemen. Tip's gonna explain why. Wait. Shout out to the girls who have poetic justice braids. Can I ask you something? Tip. Wait. You're an R&B head? Head. Super. That's weird to me because it's like you live in a world where like Galt McDermott lives, but then right now you're doing the Reebok. 
I just took video of this and it's going to be great because there's no music behind it. It's like Garfield minus Garfield. Garfield minus Garfield. Tim, explain to me why that song is so important to you. Man, listen to that record. That shit is just so dope. But this is the thing, though. And the bass line, obviously, when I heard it. It didn't hit me that way. So how? where did it hit you to the point you were like, Yo, we um, gotta go there. Well, <laughs> dance too hard. No, <laughs> it's a chorus. Turn it up. Wait, it's a turn it up. Turn it up. Hey, hey, <laughs> don't walk away, boy. See, I'm the only one that follows the rules and my phone is off. Don't walk away. I said vibrate. Put it on vibrate. They got a movie based off that song, Inkwell. That's right. Uh, Jason Inkwell? Yes. You got to let this play. (laughs) You got to get to the don't walk. (laughs) Break it down. Okay, this is the breakdown. You can turn it down. Oh, you don't like that? No, no, we just turn it down every time we hear the chorus. You can talk over it. Just talk over it. It's the bass line, though, that... When you make it. So can you explain our... I was just hear that shit in the club. That shit would just be rocking so hard. All right, the chorus is back. Well, no, not really. Oh, it's not yet. I've heard you. I've heard you play this in the club many times. You have? Yes, yes, I have. I mean, my God, when you hear it, right? It's cold, and it's an era, like it's a whole era. It's summer '93 all over. Yeah, oh, that was a good summer. Oh my God, this shit was cracking. So when I heard it, I was like. I gotta make a record like I, I, that. That baseline, so I just wanted to like reapproach it. So it was um. I mean, because obviously it was going against the Weldon Ravine. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I never would have got that. Me neither. Yeah, yeah, like me neither. It took me a long time to figure that. That's where. Yeah. How do you hear these music ideas? Because because I know the I'm original. I'm a nut. Because I know, <laughs> I think you the king, especially with songs like this, where you will force a a square and a circle peg. <laughs> because the thing is, the the horn line doesn't have anything Actually, that is a, a guitar line from well, Char- Charles Erling. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so the guitar line from Charles Erling has nothing to do nothing with Walden Irving, which has nothing. nothing to do with the J bass line. Nothing. Which has nothing to do with the um the bridge. Yeah. Uh, it works. But you forced it to work. That was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, I love this yeah. song. Nah, it's always fun. Yeah, you, you, we don't have enough dance breaks. We really yeah, don't. yo, no. you need to have more dance breaks. Yeah. More dance can I, can it, well, can Tip just can be I on be, every episode? Yeah, tip, 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 oh, no, no, oh, oh, how about this? Tip, I and was the first guest, yes. and now I'm on the show. You can be the 50th <laughs> guest, and now you're on the show. I would, the, either that or, this is a proposition 
<laughs> or proposal, really. And you guys could talk it over. This is a every time like, it, like this, you should make this, this a state. level of proposal. <laughs> this means it might not <laughs> ever happen. Floating black So crazy, it just might work. A mayor, you gotta trust me on this. Yes. This, you sound like Dave. So I have <laughs> a great us. idea. Oh. Now, listen, it's <laughs> great. No, no, you don't get this. It's a great idea. Every time that y'all want to have a dance segue, just call it the tip dance segue. <laughs> oh, we got to be here. Right, okay. yeah. So no matter what, no matter who, I don't care, nigga, if it's a nigga I had beef with, you have to say, okay, this is the tip if, if we dance do that, segue. If we do that, you have to record an intro for the segment. I'll, record, I'll totally, I'll do it. Don't worry about it. I'll record... The tip dance segment music. All right, give us the intro. Like, interrupt. We interrupt this for a tip dance break. <laughs> we interrupt this for a Q-tip dance break. Dance. <laughs> this will, I will always One, have this. One, two, three. Come on. Effortless. 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 And we got to have Effortless. Effortless. Right, wait, we all stop dancing? No. Nah, it's, a yeah, yeah, it's a Q-tip dance break. It's a Q-tip dance break, man. Don't walk away. Okay, let's talk about arguments in the group. <laughs> <laughs> Good segue. Great segue. Spoonful of sugar. Yeah. Actually, Midnight Marauders is so overwhelming. I don't know what to talk about it or how to phrase it. Electric relaxation, like what? That, okay, I mean, okay. Let's get to the dark. You're dark, three, no, dark. no, 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 not even because there's a lot of a, a lot of dissecting I want to do creatively. Can I ask one question? Just came, came, popped in my head. What? I don't know if it's ever going to come back again, so I have to take advantage of it. Okay. The part on the album where you and you and Rick. And I think it's oh. you, Rich, and who was y'all arguing with? Was that real? <laughs> on the phone? <laughs> or who was that? Down? Yes, that was very much real. What was that? Okay, so we were... It's talking about the intro to Rising Down. The, the right? intro yeah. to Rising mm-hmm. Down. Uh, should I play it? To, have you heard... Woo! If Laia, it. If Laia hasn't heard it, then that means it doesn't exist. Don't do that. You know I heard it. No, you Play didn't. it. I, I want to hear it. I feel like if, if a root song falls in the forest and... It like it doesn't hear it. It never made a sound. I'm good to game theory. I am good. To There's game like four theory. albums after that. I'm not on game I know, theory. But I'm just yeah. I'm, oh, but I'm good. Just the album after. Oh, guess what? Rising Down was it. Rising Down. Oh yeah, that that was a good one too. Had the Go Go drone with Chris, Michelle, and Wale. Anyway, like anyway. All right. So this is what Tip is asking about. Just like a DC. I mean, that shit wasn't fun. That shit was not. It wasn't no fucking trips. It was fucking hard work and shit, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I feel like I bust my ass for you. That shit breaks my heart when I hear this. Mm. Well, if y'all really that fucking unhappy, one of y'all got problems with me, then maybe y'all should go somewhere see how fucked up life truly is, is what she was really saying, that it don't get no better than this unless you got your own record label. That's basically the point that she's trying to catch. But the problem was, Tariq, that when she got that phone call from you, she didn't know where it came from, and, and then she feels like the management can't handle the artist. Tell me some shit like this. 
This sounds like that conversation we had a couple weeks ago. <laughs> That's rich right there, right? That is rich. Yo, niggas, they know that yeah. that nigga rich. Yo, rich. Tell <laughs> nigga ass up, boy. Don't matter what the nigga look like. I Yo, rich. Rich, got rich, a, rich got in that soul like ether. <laughs> Yo, rich, R.I.P. Yeah, man. That was like... Fuck, he, he was, was our Peter Grant. But that passion, that motherfucker voice? will bloody somebody nose real quick. <laughs> Yo, he's son Kim and Gamble. Like you would, Remember like, when he's son Gamble? I'm sorry, that was Rich. Crazy. Rich will bloody your nose and you will thank him for it afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but yeah, so what you're hearing is. So who was that talking at first? That was Tariq? That was, okay, uh, AJ Shine, who is uh, the Stretch Armstrong and Bobito of Philadelphia. Mm who discovered us mm-hmm. and with his accident money, settlement money, uh, made a demo called Organics for the Roots. And we somehow nuanced that into a record deal. Um, so this He's particular- coming back for some, some pay. Uh, next question. <laughs> <laughs> no, a, a bootleg recently came back. Like <laughs> I was like, wait, where did this album come from? It was like us live in London somewhere. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the the scenario is uh, we are doing our first promo tour um, down south, mm. and this is where we're slowly realizing that this is going to be a long, hard journey. And that long, hard journey, uh, you know, in our minds, we thought like, well, if we make what's good to like we didn't know what a formula was. I didn't know about a hook and mm-hmm. pop atmosphere and all that stuff and we didn't know that stuff. So all we knew was that we went to a nightclub in North Carolina. No offense. Oh Monte. damn. <laughs> <laughs> we wow. went we went to a nightclub in North Carolina. Uh and in hindsight, the DJ probably shouldn't have stopped playing Warren G immediately. Ooh. Like it was one of those television. Uh, it was segments. like it was, oh, it was like, like the roots are in the house. No, it was like fucking. Yes, no, 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 no. It was like uh, perfect example. It was like the I five see. heartbeats. This next group coming on say they better than the five <laughs> the four tops. Right, and right, the Temptations right, right, put right. together. <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> <laughs> Set you up for the goddamn okie doke. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. As as a DJ who is DJ through the bad boy era, like Puff is notorious, especially like. Let's go 10 years back. You be DJ in a club, and then the Bad Boy Street team commandeers your DJ booth with, yo, here, play this now. Right. Like, and so this person obviously didn't have any nuance with the segue. So it's like a very popular known song. Suddenly, he just takes it off and puts on a song. Maybe I should have put the kick drum on the one and the three so that the beat was more steady. Distortion <laughs> static. He just puts distortion of static on, and Ugh. I literally watched a dance floor. Oh, crowd. stop! And turn back at the DJ like. Yo, it, just, <laughs> it was like no, it wasn't even that. that. It wasn't even that. It hurt them to dance to. They were just. Like, we, <laughs> that, that, that kick drum is a little disorienting. I didn't know. I mean, for me, I was just taking the second half of substitution. Yeah. I was taking the second half of substitution. I wanted to do off substitution, but because those guys were like, we'll get sued. We'll get sued. And I was like, all right, well, I'll do the second half of substitution. Uh-huh. 
And I fought them on it because I said, yo, De La already did the second half of Substitution on the last song on yeah, Blue Mind yeah, State. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they're like, no, nah, man, don't do Substitution. We're going to get sued. So, I mean, I saw them struggle with it. And then when they cleared the dance floor, it was like, oh, we're fucked. <laughs> we are so fucked right now. And so just all that week, we go to in stores with just like three people there. And those are like the employees. We go to, we went to Florida somewhere and nobody cared. It was like a week <laughs> of hell. And so we got on the phone. It was Wendy Goldstein, uh, Joe. Rich. Wendy was on that call? Wow. Yes. Oh my God. She was quiet. And Tariq. Quiet. Quiet, the, hell yeah, half with y'all got them contract in the shredder. Like. <laughs> right. So <laughs> right over that motherfucker. Tariq, <laughs> Tariq is fussing and cussing. And like he laid into it. Like, you know, what the fuck? Like, we're out here, the street team doesn't know who we are, and da 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 da. And we're going to so That's Tariq, people, right? In the beginning. No. Well, that's okay, yes, in the very beginning. T- yeah, talking called, to Wendy. Tariq called and cursed out Wendy Goldstein. Wendy then called Tariq like, I just got cursed out by Tariq. What the fuck? And then then Rich called Joe and me and Tariq and was like, yo, like, y'all can't be spazzing out <coughs> at the A&R like that. And, you know, you can't be spazzing out. <coughs> and Tariq would just like, you know, it was just basically we had all these expectations to to – do well. We thought if Tariq we did, is a wild boy too. Yes. Like so, it yes. must have been crazy. Like I, I was listening to that shit. And when it first came out, I was like, oh, <laughs> I felt like wow. Like you I, know the group dynamic. Yeah, I, I was. You like, know it the sound group. familiar like, though. Y'all didn't go through anything like. Oh yes, yeah, every okay. group. This is why like nah. groups. One thing, can I ask? Did you guys just tape record every conversation you guys had on the phone? Or? Uh, what I, made I, you I tape that? Yeah, what right. made you tape you, that, like, that? Did you? Oh, I was too. Okay, this. The the part that I'm leaving out was that um, I still had a bunk bed. Say what now? Yeah, exactly. Here's the thing. I was I had a, I'm, I'm still in my childhood home. That, this is as a how teacher. we do. So <laughs> because I was on the top bunk. Bunk bed? Can we make bunk beds? <laughs> the message already went to machine. Amir, I know you're there. Pick up the phone. Uh, you know, like old school uh, answer so machines. Mach- so a machine recorded it. Right. So then, you know, I'm on on the top bunk. Right. I'm reaching on the floor. And I, I, didn't, I was too lazy to get up off the bed to, to turn off the To cut the answer machine. machine off. Right. So I just let it go and stay. But then, wow. you know. It's, so why was he calling out your name? Like, Amir, talk to them and tell them. Uh, well, because it was, Rich was saying, Amir, will you tell them? Because right. people think that they're talking to me. No. He was like, Amir, will you tell them what happened on the road? Basically, it was kind of the two managers arguing with each other. Whereas Joe, AJ Shine, was like, yo, don't mess up our good thing at Geffen. And Rich was sort of on me and Tariq's side like, shit's fucked up out here. And mm-hmm. we were broke. And when you're broke, you argue. So mm-hmm. that's there was a lot of that going on. But surprisingly, we stayed together no, for 25 shit. plus years. Can well, we get a key, sound effect for that? The key to that, you know, that's called <laughs> that's, that's, I was, was going to say the gun. No, no, no. Like, that like is a major thing. Yeah. Nah, sound years. Well, this is what I want to know. Like, why didn't y'all just, not that you guys were road dogs as far as like always on a tour bus, but we knew from the gate that two tour buses 
would save this group. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I joke about the whole Gryffindor and Slytherin thing. But, you know, in hindsight, could a lot of the tension uh, been avoided? If we had two tour buses? Yeah. No. No. no, no. I mean, <laughs> it was just... Um... Like doing all the Lollapalooza tour. Were y'all on the same bus? So you got to remember, and it's probably like y'all too, like we grew up together. You know what I'm saying? We grew up, yeah. So you getting separate buses to me, yeah. I've seen a lot of rock and rollers say that, and that works. but they, and, that, and that is very well. But our shit was deep, you know, pardon the pun, deep-rooted. Um, that had nothing to do with any sort of physical separation. It was more, I mean, like, it's. it was really like, um, we were cool, then you get on, and then people start coming around that you've never seen before, and they start working their way into your equation. And then this starts to become separate groups, like little factions, little yeah, things. yeah, the little yeah. factions. And you know how that shit is. There's yeah. the faction. We are all groups here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. There's this faction, this faction, and then that coupled with the fact that you're still young, you, you are still, you know, fighting for your own terrain as an individual and all that shit. And then the new people are coming in like. Yeah, man, you can't fight for your own terrain, nigga. You can't do something. I'm fight for my own terrain. I will. <laughs> wow. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that type of shit. I feel you. And especially for you, because there's nothing more awkward when you get singled out. I, that's why I always said from the beginning, like, well, this is weird. my tribe, never put my face yeah. in the cover. And I was always, I wanted to ask you that, man. Like, to me, you always seem to be, and to, let me know if I, if I was reading it wrong, you always seem to be, like, a kind of reluctant, reluctant. Very reluctant. You know what I mean? Like, you never, I mean, you had the talent, I mean, but the you know, thing You sound like James Brown. Very reluctant. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing, though, is, at least there is... Dude, sometimes, that's right. At least there's justifiable understanding for the lead voice to be the center of attention. Right. It's 12 more times awkward when the leader is the guy that's way in the back. Yeah, the the, the drummer, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, Jesus. Like, I don't want this attention. But your hair's so big. What? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she said. No, but it's 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 like no one understands the group dynamic more and the shit that goes on with groups, mm. especially in your situation and in your situation. Yeah, more than me. Like it's it's just I get it. I think at least in me and Tariq's situation, <coughs> the greater good of the group is probably. I mean, we at least had that understanding ironclad. You know, yeah. we've only had one fist fight in our 25 <laughs> <Only> years. <one. laughs> right. And that was like maybe a, two weeks after the distortion of static video. Ooh. Who won? Who won? It's never. I mean, I'm too big. Like, I sat on top of him. Like. <laughs> <laughs> He threw a chair. We wrestled in in the in the office, and then like 
Uh, <laughs> I did just hear Reek like, get off me, then, get off me. Well, here's the funny <laughs> thing. Plan, this, plan, is the thing that Rich, this is the thing that Rich later admitted. Like, we, like, post, post fights with anybody that you've ever been in a fist fight, I don't know if you've personally been in a fist uh-huh, fight. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I'm big. But, yeah, even, <laughs> even <laughs> the person that gets hit and the person that does the hitting, they both are it's equal pain, like, you know. Yeah. And but me and Tariq like didn't want to let each other know that we were so we were like limping in the hallway of our apartment. Man. But when we see each other, like yeah. I'm not hurt. I ain't hurt, yeah, I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. Then like a month later we just laughed out loud about it, like, yeah, I wasn't hurt. I wasn't hurt either. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. You know, so it's 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 I I I I get that shit. Um, so obviously, tip um, your career. I feel is don't is, look at me. Keep talking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so yo, they about to fight. <laughs> right, they about to fight. Fisticuffs. Oh yeah, this is definitely Let's do it. Tip Ali, right? Uh, right, th- right. Tip uh, Fife, right here. Mm. So tip, uh, so, obviously, there- your 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 story is way more expansive. Um, you're gonna have to come back later. Okay. In the year, yes. in the future, okay. Uh, we'll part, we'll, we'll speak about movies so, for the tip we, dance break. So is this part one? Yes, yes. yes. Part yes. One. This is part one. Um, what did you learn, Fonte? I learned that Q-Tip is still one of the biggest music fans ever. To see you drop records and him still be dancing to it, and you know, for you to drop a record like Ghost Dancer and him to reminisce on it, and it takes him right back to the last uh. quarter. You know what I mean? That's just a beautiful thing to see. It's a lot of brothers that, you know, have been in the game, have been in the game as long as you have, you know what I'm saying, but have become somewhat jaded and have lost that passion but for the music. But then you know what, like how could how could you I maybe it's just me being naive, but how could you not have that excitement for music? I it think it's trust me, some you people, can, it can happen. Yeah, because it can happen. Because it can some happen. people they 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 take it personally. So it's like if you have musical dreams and Okay, the dreams dream didn't deferred. work for me. A dream. De- what happens to a loan deferred? <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean, it's like it's that kind of shit. So like, if your if your shit gets deferred, then all of a sudden, it, it's like sour grapes. You know what I mean? Now, I don't ah, even. Have, I can't good, even you know understand I mean? that. Like seriously, like I can't even. I don't have a comprehension of that. Like I love music so mm-hmm. much. Like Good. it's so much a part of. Of everything, even when if I'm in a fucked up mood, sad, whatever, like there's music to accompany. Like when Fife passed, you know, for, you know, days after, you know, I'd have to put together some, I'd have to hear some music to get me up or to so get me going. what would you play? What, like, was your, what was your stuff? I mean, you go to Stevie or Herbie or, mm. you know, um, EWF or, you know. The go-tos. Um, yeah. And then this was if stuff you want to cool out, like, just this was keep me up, up keep, keep me optimistic, keep me, you know, going. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I I guess I sound corny, I feel like. Nah, nah. Did yeah, you have you any records? Human. Yeah, yeah, very human. Did you have any records that you played for, like, the other stuff just to really get into the sadness of the moment? Like, did you have any of those joints? Um, No, but it's funny because you know how it is, like, you, um, you always find something about whatever it is that makes you sad. It's just very re- relative or poignant to that moment. You know, for a horrible example, like if you have a breakup with a girl and every song you hear is 
like relatable to the breakup or whatever you know what i mean so even in those joyous songs there would be points that would take you there that you know to tear you up you know what i mean so i just can't even fathom somebody not appreciating music. music yeah just, well i'm gonna actually take the liberty to say that i think we all learned something really important and that's the importance of a good goddamn dance break. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, yes, I've taken over. You gotta go. The awesome Baxwell. No. We we we're gonna dance break right now. Uh, this is the best R&B song of 1993, according to uh Come on Fareed, Don't Walk Away by Jade. On behalf of Fontigolo, Boss Bill, Sugar Steve, Unpaid Bill. Yeah, man. Yeah, yo. Margaret And Q-Tip It's Questlove signing off Questlove Supreme Questlove Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio This classic episode was produced by the team at Pandora For more podcasts from iHeartRadio Visit the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts Or wherever you listen to your favorite shows Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.